Thanks for downloading the Preston and Steve podcast from WMMR. It'll begin right after these words. Attend Villanova University's graduate open house on Tuesday, October 20th. Villanova offers graduate programs in business, engineering, nursing, law, and liberal arts and sciences. Attend the open house and they'll waive your application fee. You're listening to Preston and Steve. MMR rocks now. A man who accidentally killed his twin brother last month in Allentown has committed suicide, police oh, say. Wow. Authorities Lord. say 56 year old Timothy uh, Will Gruber of Allentown hanged himself on Tuesday. He was expected to be charged with homicide by vehicle while driving under the influence in the death of his twin brother, Thomas. Oh, man. Yeah. Police say Timothy uh, had a blood alcohol level of 0.2. And back on September 27th, the brothers were at the, uh, were at some sort of, uh, fest in Ben Salem. Yeah. And uh, the investigators say that Thomas got out of the vehicle to help Timothy parallel park his minivan. Timothy somehow lost control of the vehicle and crushed Thomas between a minivan and a parked SUV. Oh uh, and Thomas was killed. Oh, man. It oh, was man. an accident, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was alcohol fueled, but still it was an accident. Timothy failed a sobriety test at the scene. Uh, Timothy and his twin brother both have records of uh, driving drunk in Lehigh County. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. That doesn't help. How well, old are they? They were 56. Yeah, I, I, I originally, when I originally heard the story, I was thinking 20s or something yeah. like that. I no. didn't know it was you know adult, older men. And the picture that they have, you know, that's on the, the websites of the two, there's somebody else in the picture, so, you know, they probably have families. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And But killing your own twin brother that's got to be. How do you get out of that one? Horrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. you couldn't. There's no way. That's, oh, yeah, he took the he took the quick way out. I guess so. Yeah, Jeez, it's and, terrible. You know, obviously, if it's, if it's a, a brother or any type of family member, it's awful. But when you hear twin, it's like yeah, it just there's just a little bit more there. Uh, a, a, a real strong connection. Yeah, Absolutely. I always think of the Patty Duke show. Yeah, yes. oh no, you know that theme song by yeah, the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Should we lighten the mood? He's getting it. Assume. We can lighten the mood a little bit. Mood. I mean, you're talking about... Well, him. when you get it later on, I'll All sing right, it okay. for you. If he, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Meet Patty, who's lived most everywhere. From Zanzibar to Barclay Square. But Patty's always seen the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair. Thank you. <laughs> May I, can I go yeah. off for, for a moment here? What was the Patty Duke show about? Uh, it was about a uh, crime syndicate. <laughs> no, come on. It, it, was a, uh, <laughs> it was about Patty, who lived in Brooklyn Heights, yeah. found out she had a twin cousin. Okay. Who twin? was, I, I believe, oh. Kathy. And uh, but the, the they, that she was very cultured, whereas Patty oh. liked a hot dog and to do the funky chicken, right? And but, uh, but Kathy was, was kind of a continental. Like to go to hear chamber music and okay. eat finger sandwiches. Okay, I got. And therein you. was the dilemma, and they looked exactly, exactly alike. Exactly. Wow. They walked alike. They talked alike. At times, they even after like. <laughs> Wow, that, that show was, was ahead of its time, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Was. Ahead. Okay. Who did I just bang? Well, thanks you for lightening the mood. I tried. Identical cousins, and you'll find. Oh, that's the first thing. Yeah, sorry. They never fully played the song. All right, four juveniles are in police custody after attempting to rob. I have no song for this one. A no. female of her iPod near the Schuylkill River Wednesday evening, uh, according to police, the incident began when the suspects on bikes uh, surrounded the woman on Kelly Drive near Fountain Green Drive. The suspects attempted to steal the woman's iPod, uh, but the woman was able to fend them off. Following the attempted robbery, the four juveniles split up, but police quickly captured two of them. Uh, two Good Samaritans also on bikes followed the the uh, two other juveniles and alerted police uh, to their location. Police. 
has arrested the two suspects behind the art museum. Has this happened a couple of times along there with people getting iPods? Uh, well, I don't know if it's happened and stuff like that. I don't know if it's happened a couple of times, but I will tell you that uh, my friend is a uh, she runs marathons and she trains all the time with a group of people along uh, Kelly Drive. They they always right. take runs in, in the evening, and um, she was by herself one day though, and uh, same thing. I, I, it's got to be these kids. I sent her uh, the link to the story because four kids were on bikes. They came up behind her and and they smacked her in the ass when she, while she was running and she was like you know whatever kind of laughed right right she, she said then they came back and they started circling her which is exactly what they did to this woman with the ipod mm -hmm. and she got a little nervous um and it was right at, at the exact same spot where, and, where exactly along kelly drive was it uh it was near fountain green drive oh, okay uh so she so i, I guarantee you it's the same kids it and, sounds like probably it is yeah and and she said you know she started to to kind of yell at them and then they they mouthed off and she said actually one of the one of the kids came up and and he was like i'm really sorry you know they told me to do it you know like the other kids or whatever so i, I guarantee you it's it's the same kids but uh, two of them were arrested she, she describe them white black uh you Hispanic, know i don't know Asian, i didn't i didn't answer What's yeah, all those? All well, one, actually, well, all four. Yeah, she, maybe. she did say that one. One was younger, like one was like around eight or nine, and then the oh, others man. were older, like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, really? Yeah. That young? Yeah. Come on. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But I bet you it's the, I bet you it's the same kids. Um, police <laughs> said that there were no reports of any injuries, and nothing was stolen from the woman. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies begin their title defense today when they play the Colorado Rockies this afternoon at Citizens Bank Park in Game 1 of the NLDS. Yeah. Go, baby. Cliff Lee will get the start instead of Cole Hamels, and Ubaldo Jimenez will pitch for the Rockies. Game time is 2.37. In the American League, the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers needed extra innings in their extra game to decide the winner of the American League Central title. In the bottom of the 12th inning, Alexi Casilla singled home the winning run with one out in the 12th, and the Twins beat the Tigers 6-5. The Twins now have, have to get ready for game one of their AL Division Series at Yankee Stadium against New York, Ace CC Sabathia. And Mike Richards had a hat trick. Matt Carl had four assists and Danny Greer right, celebrated yeah. his 32nd birthday with an overtime goal as the Flyers beat the Washington Capitals 6-5 to in their home opener last night. The Flyers are now 3-0 for the first time since 1998. Nice. I am amazed, especially the way the preseason started yeah. off. That's awesome. Looking good. Yeah. And the Phillies are still the World Series yeah. champs. All right, man. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. We're going to get right into the break because we have a just a ton of guests are going to be joining us this morning, and uh, we're loaded up. Uh, speaking of sports, Michael Barkan is going to be stopping by this morning. We'll obviously talk Phil's. A little bit of Eagles and maybe Flyers since that whole thing is kicked off as well. Uh, we also have actor Michael J. White who's stopping by. Now, he stars as Black Dynamite. If you ever saw the movie Spawn, he played Spawn. Yes. And also in The Dark Knight, he was the head uh, black gangster in the movie. Gamble. And this dude is a badass, man. This We were watching the trailer for Black Dynamite, and it's uh, kind of a takeoff of uh, Black Belt Jones, some of the black exploitation movies. Right, right in that vein. Yeah, and uh, this guy, as far as martial arts, he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He holds multiple black belts in all kinds of styles. Shotokan Taekwondo, Kabuto, Gobu Ryu, Tang Su Du, Wushu, and Kaiyu Shin, and General Chow. And General Chow, oh, really? Way, man. General Chow? <laughs> 
That's good. Uh, so anyhow, he's going to stop by. And white rice. Uh, we also have uh, Tim Furlong from uh, NBC10 who's stopping by to tell us about this uh, GameX event that's coming up. Yes, I'm very excited about this. And if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, a guy named Billy Boyd. He played Pippin, I believe, right? Wasn't that the character? that? No, no was he Mary? One he, of was, two. he was married. He was one of those two hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy little hobbits. He was Joey Buttafuoco. Joey Buttafuoco. Really? the seventh uh, right. hobbit. Wow. They gave a full yeah, proper right. name to. Joey, Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> <laughs> the seventh hobbit? Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, Isn't anyhow. that weird that we just missed that? You gloss right over that. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. MMR rocks now. Today is the 7th of October. Some birthdays to run by you. Yo-Yo Ma. The Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest cellists in the world is 54 years old today. You know what I did not know? A little factoid about him. He was it, named after the yo-yo? No, he was, no. no. Uh, well, maybe, but... Hey, this uh, is my sister, Hula Hoop. Uh, he was, and your brother, Frisbee. Hungry Hippos. Uh, no, he performed for President John F. Kennedy when he was seven yeah. years old. He's a one talented kid. I did not know that. Uh, I mean, I know he's outstanding, but I didn't know he was a child prodigy like that to play for President Kennedy. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that kid's freaky. Uh, he's uh, 54 years old. Today. too smart. Yo-yo mom. Freaky. Get him out of here. Named after a yo-yo. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Who else? Uh, I don't think this guy played for President Kennedy when he was seven, but Tico Torres. Tico Torres. Bon Jovi. No, he did play for uh, Reagan. Oh, he did? No, no. When he was... Uh, well, Who the hell is that? <laughs> he is, that the di- is that the dude from Bon Jovi? He's uh, 56 years old today, so... Well, know. can't we get Yo-Yo Mama Mama? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he is uh, 56 years old today. By the way, you're you're playing this song right now, Casey. Living on a prayer. I was I, I cannot rave about the Steel Panther album enough. There is a song in that album that is a blatant ripoff of this tune. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's called Party All Day, F All Night. That's <laughs> great. And it uses uh, like even the little talking in the beginning and the and the talk box and everything. It is so damn funny. Uh, Tico Torres, fifty six years old today, and he has a he has a kids line yeah, of clothing. I, I think it's Rockstar Baby. It's expensive. It's ridiculously. Oh, is expensive. this the uh, has the the band names on it? Yeah, well, and yeah, it's, some uh, of that, and they have strollers uh, too. That that place in uh, called Jeans in Wayne. Yeah, on, on yeah, 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 they, yeah. They sell some of that stuff, and yeah. um, it's I mean it's really high end, good quality stuff, but it's very expensive. Well, really it's expensive. not necessary anymore because now Target and like Old Navy have picked up on. And all that stuff. Really? Like Target has some really cool baby like rock rock star uh, t shirts. Yeah, uh, that, that stroller that Nick was talking about is like it, I think it's like sixteen hundred dollars. Sixteen hundred bucks. It's only and then you have to buy my because my sister in law got it, but oh it, you, you you have to buy. It comes with like the infant seat and like the car seat, and then once the the kid gets bigger, you have to buy the inserts for each. So like right. you still have the base, but you still. So you pay all that money, you still have to buy more. You gotta buy upgrades. Kid, yeah, as the kid grows. That's why, that's why they sell those things in Wayne. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, why, that's why you gotta buy that's them there. That's a crap. Uh, well, he's uh, 56. Just tie the kid to the seat. Uh, Tony Braxton <laughs> uh, is 41 years old today. I always thought she was gorgeous, man. She uh, just did uh, Dancing with the Stars, okay, right? Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Was she on Dancing with yeah, the Stars? Yeah, last season, I think. I forget. She, I think she was annoying. Yeah, yeah I remember really? like four or five years ago, she actually had a breast implant pop. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out on her. Yeah, something. She she had like a like a something hit her in the chest. And uh, you know what? Too, I think she has some sort of heart condition. Oh, okay. Uh, Unbreak my heart. Yeah, that was her big hit on the R and B and pop charts. Is this it? What? This is the mood lighting. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, the lights in the studio yeah. just went out. Oh, well, thank you. It's beautiful. Who did well, that? 
No, I, I think it's um, just, mo- their motion lights, so if people don't move. None of us have moved? No, we're moving all the time. That's a crock of crap. We go all day in that network. There is actually our engineers here, and then the head engineer, Larry, hooked up a device that whenever Tony Braxton plays, move on. Well, he knew. Yeah. Wow. request of I will, she's 41 today. Taylor Hicks, American hey, Idol winner. I get what I want. He won the fifth season of the show. Such an unexploited talent. Yeah. What, a, what a jewel we lost in him. And now he's, uh, he's performing as Teen Angel in dinner theater versions of Greece. Yeah, one song. One song. In, in the whole uh, musical. And he, he had a book out. You remember we interviewed him? Yeah. Holy Christ. Yeah. Nothing. It should have been a coloring book. Yeah, what he's, sucks is he's getting like marquee, you know, uh, like they're putting his name on the marquee and he's only doing the one You song. know what? For some people, and you know, you can you can hit that sort of moderate level celebrity and you can actually draw, put, put as they say, put asses in the seats. There, yeah. are, there are enough of the, what do they call the Soul Patrol? Mm-hmm. Still hanging on. There's still people who think Clay Aiken is, is straight. Well, he's uh, 33 years old today, so uh, Taylor Hicks, way to go. Uh, let me see. Tom York, the lead singer of the band Radiohead, is... Handsome, handsome man. 41 oh, yeah. years old today. No, he's kind of odd-looking, right? Got, does he have one of those uh, Marty Feldman eyes things going on? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyhow, this was, uh, I think, their biggest hit, probably. Still crazy. my favorite song of theirs. Yeah. I, 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 I've told you before, I don't get the Radiohead thing. I think there's some good stuff there, but I don't see the whole parallels to... Yeah. Uh, you know, Pink Floyd and what some other people have said, but you, know. you got to listen to all their like their albums all the way through because they they're just very moody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for me, you got you, you have to be in the right mood to listen to it. But I, I do enjoy them, and I hear there's constantly. some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rarely in this kind of a mood, though. I mean, like right. you know, uh, you're more a Buster Poindexter. I guess you'd have to talk, start talking like this. <laughs> right. I don't know why this song is a radio hit. To tell you the truth, there are some other songs out there that are really damn. Well, I'll good. tell you why because yeah. it gets into that crunchy guitar in yeah. the middle of it, and which was an accident, cool as yeah. the story goes. Right? Yeah, they were just playing around in the studio, and uh, just as a joke, the yeah. guitarist decided to because uh, it's a really slow, moody yeah. song, and then he, he hit this part right. Here. I love that. That ended up selling the whole song. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Tom York is 41 today. Damien Kulash, who is the lead singer of the band OK Go, oh, yeah. they played oh, our uh, Camp Out for Hunger winner, uh, uh, high school uh, incentive winner. Uh, they're a great band. Very nice guys. Uh, and of course, they're the ones that had the... Uh, the treadmill video uh, video awesome. that was uh, viral. So happy birthday to Damien. Simon Cowell of American Idol is 50. I had mentioned that he threw himself a birthday party the other day. Did you see the photos of this thing? <laughs> no. Uh, it was like on a huge estate. They had Bentleys and Rolls Royces. And they said it's sure. like on the order of a half a million dollar birthday party. Wow. Uh, 50 years old today, so happy birthday to Simon. Uh, Rachel McAdams, who yes. is just mm. absolutely beautiful. Do you like her as uh, blonde in Mean Girls or the brunette in Wedding Crashers? Wedding Crashers. I, I got to go with the brunette look on yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just outstanding. And uh, wasn't she in your favorite movie? The Notebook. The Notebook, yeah. That's, that's what right. I loved her in. <laughs> She's 33 today. And, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> what happens in that movie just tears you apart. Have you, you still haven't seen that, Kathy? No. Oh, really? It's all no. she's got Alzheimer's. Well, you rave about Ryan Gosling all the time, and I've Love never him. seen any of his movies. He's in that one That's, as well, right? Yo, he's he, in that. He's and in he's in writing to her all the time, and she never gets the letters. Well, I still haven't seen it either. <laughs> Lars in The Real Girl, which is no. a pretty bizarre movie where yeah, he's a, dating it's a sex American. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know the premise on that one. And, and then... Uh, 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> it will get you. The notebook will get you. Oh, yeah. It will get you. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about the notebook the other day. And, <laughs> right. Casey, when you said it to me, like, last week, you were like, you have to see it. I got confused. And, honestly, I thought you were talking about... Um, the lake house? Yes. 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 No, you got to oh, see yeah. them in order, though. You got to see the legal pad first and okay. then the, then the notebook. <laughs> okay. Then the trapper keeper. Wait, is that what... <laughs> oh. Is that one of the, uh, who's the, the, uh, author who wrote the notebook? He wrote a whole series of, of, uh, he did the, um, message in a bottle, right? Oh, uh, he does all that sort of Nicholas it, Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. My yeah. wife loves Nicholas Sparks. Is he the same guy who my wrote wife, the, the My wife read the notebook twice. Wow. In two days. Whoa. The whole damn books. Is he the one who wrote that recent one that the time traveler's wife? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. She's really in sure. that, right? I don't know. know. Yes, she is. He wrote, Stevie wrote Knights and Rodan. Knights and Rodan. Yeah. And then Rodan versus Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Rachel McAdams is 33 today. Are they still together, her and. uh, Yeah, they sort of on on again, off again. (laughs) And if they are, she can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) There's a stuff with at the end with Jenna Rollins as her all grown up. It's just, it's, it's a heart. Yeah. Tearing thing. All right. Well, he's uh, she's thirty three. Oliver North is sixty six. Also Molly. from the Notebook. Lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Oliver North. Uh, the uh, Iran Contra figure is uh, sixty six. Vladimir Putin. Yes, Putin. 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 I know you. You're Putin. Is uh, fifty seven years old today. The he's Russian sort of a badass. Prime Minister. He's and a former badass. President. He's a martial artist. He's a uh, shut up. No way. Hunter. Oh yeah. He uh, he's got some KGB ties. He's a manly man, is what he. That's is. Right, yeah. and he uses aqua velva, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that proves it that right proves there. It. You're damn right. Uh, and then he's the one lo- of those guys who goes out with a little piece of toilet paper on his face. So he kind of, he <laughs> doesn't care. Shaving cuts. He wants to show he can bleed. <laughs> and then the last birthday, John Mellencamp, fifty-eight. <clears throat> I love John Mellencamp. I, I can, uh, you know, uh, because I've seen him in concert like six or seven times. So have I. Yeah. What a great, fun show to go to. The sad man. part is, he's out of his mind. He is. He's, he's, he's out a little crazy. of his mind. Yeah, yeah. he always has been. That is, that is too bad because he's like, a, it's like a Tom Petty show. It's just so many hits, one after another after another and you just... Three, three hours plus, Nick, of, yeah. and everybody knew every song. What, uh, what artist can, can do that? And Steven, you, you're talking about him being out of his mind. He's had a couple of heart attacks. He still smokes still like... Smoke. Two packs of cigarettes a day. He likes to get into fights. Uh, I, I knew a record guy who, this guy was like 6'5". John Mellencamp's like, you know, he's like 5'8". Five five eight. And uh, he would get it like flat out, I'm going to kick your ass and get into fights with him. Did you do a recent interview with him? I think it was on Charlie Rose. He says he believes that uh, that Pearl Harbor... Never happened. It was just oh, a... Oh, no. Was, yeah. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going down that road? Like, he's he's conspiracy oh, dude. No, oh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah. He's married to a local oh, girl, too. Oh. A, a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, uh, Elaine Irwin, who's from uh, Gilbertsville. Oh. <laughs> beautiful. Why would you believe that? <laughs> All right, let's get an answer to the stupid question. How old was Bilbo at his birthday party in Lord of the Rings? Let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? Gadzooks, my man. All right, so how old was he in that scene in the beginning of the movie for his birthday? He was 111, 111. Absolutely correct. Happy birthday, Bilbo. Today you're 111. Are you serious? What is this? Where did you get this? Our intern's from Pulp Fiction. Wait, what? It was in Pulp Fiction? (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, wait, did you just find here? Marissa, speak. What? I just found it on YouTube. Okay. Oh but well, we love it. It's probably from some sort of kids album. Or a Lenny, Lenny Bruce album. <laughs> 110! All right. Uh, congratulations then, Mark. We are going to give you Californication Season 1 and 2 on DVD. All right, my man? Sweet. Thank you very much. No problem. Hang on. Uh, California, here he comes. Rick Springfield, guest stars on the third season of the hit Showtime original series, Californication, debuting Sunday at 10 on Showtime. So, movie legend and Twitter regular Elizabeth Taylor posted a note yesterday saying that she is about to undergo an operation to replace a leaky heart valve. Wow. How old is she? 77. 77. Uh, the operation is so a she new... She be older. She is a new... It's a new procedure which does not involve open heart surgery, she said. Uh, in her Twitter post, she stated, any prayers you happen to have lying around, I would dearly appreciate. Uh, Taylor, who is 77, has had many health problems over the years. She was last seen at the memorial service for Michael Jackson. She's known to be a little hypochondriacal. Yeah? Yeah. Is she? But they're doing all these cool... Uh, the uh, this Remember, like, heart surgery? They used to, used to have, like, a centipede scar down your full chest? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now they just have, like, a little incision that goes in under the, the, the pectoral flap there. Yep, exactly. So she's going to get that procedure done. Michael Vick is set to star in a new eight-part docu-series tentatively titled The Michael Vick Project. Mm. Uh, the BET show will look at his controversial... It's the dog whisper. ...return to the Eagles after serving time for running the dogfighting ring. Vick hopes that the show will help repair his public image. Uh, he told the LA Times, I just want people to really get to know me as an individual. Do you, does BET... They they do ex con stuff, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, like uh, Lil Kim, didn't they do a thing with her? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Life after the uh, the big joint. Yeah. So I guess they that's just their thing, you know. I don't ever really watch this. You know, there's nothing on it that I want to see. Well, no, it well, doesn't the, speak to me. I mean, yeah. You know. And I watch the All Asian Channel. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? They, I, I end up watching BET because they always play Boys in the Hood. I oh, do they? Yeah, and every, every time I'm going, and I love that movie, so that's the really, really the only time I watch it. Uh, when asked about the show, a spokesman for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals said, people who abuse animals don't deserve to be rewarded. I think he's sorry he got caught, but only time will tell if he is truly remorseful. I agree with that. Uh, they said they're going to go with a serious documentary style uh, more than the typical star-driven... Much like Perfect Strangers? ...reality program. A lot like Perfect Strangers. The NFL, the Eagles, and the Humane Society have given their support to the show... Uh, producers say so. I, I don't know when that's going to start, or but this is the theme song, so yeah. should be sweet. Imagine if they went with that; it would be awesome. Uh, judge in Los Angeles has wiped Mel Gibson's record clean. Whoa. Yeah, uh, the star of Mad Max and Lethal Weapon fame has successfully completed the terms of a three-year probation served for his after his arrest in Malibu. On charges related to driving under the influence. Is this, uh, I, I guess, in, in some of these cases, if you follow everything by the book, you can get it lifted off your record. I guess maybe after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, the move to expunge the record of the arrest is routine in misdemeanor cases. Gibson's arrest in uh, July 2006 earned him plenty of notoriety and late-night jokes. Police originally withheld the details, but within hours, people were talking about Gibson's drunken tirade to cops. Just a quick question. Why Why at this point is it so important to have it lifted off? Everyone knows about it. I don't know. It's not like someone might discover it in court records. Well, maybe if he gets another one, you know. 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. It won't, it won't come back. He's just preparing for his next uh, anti-Semitic tirade. Of course, he blamed the Jews for all the world's problems and made an off-color comment to a female officer. Uh, uh, sugar tease, he called her. Yeah. Uh, Gibson, now listen to this. Gibson returns to the screen soon in The Beaver, oh. a movie directed by his old pal and Maverick co-star Jodie Foster. The Beaver. He'll play a guy who walks around with a beaver hand puppet and pretends that it's a living creature. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so that's his next big thing. So we'll I thought he was playing the Jerry Mathers character. I actually thought he was going to stop acting. Wasn't that the word? That was the word, while? yeah. yeah. But, but he is really good friends with Jodie Foster. And maybe he, she convinced him, we need you to be in the beaver. I guess he likes the beaver. A judge is expected to rule today on whether John Gosselin violated a court order in his divorce case by allegedly withdrawing the $230,000 from his joint account with wife Kate. Uh, meanwhile, TMZ.com cornered John at Los Angeles, at, uh, Los Angeles Airport. And according to their reporter, he, quote, straight up denied jacking the $230,000 Kate claims is missing from their joint account by saying, I never took any money. He didn't jack it. Nope, he apparently didn't jack it. Uh, <laughs> Kate claims uh, that he left. He's got his girlfriend to do that. Yeah. Uh, Kate claims that he left her and their eight kids with $1,000 to pay the bills. Uh, the court decision will be the latest twist in the ugly saga. And you may remember it started as a sweet TV show. That's right. Yeah, so not anymore. But they're going to make a decision on that today, so we'll find out. Chris Rock has been, has been uh, slapped with a lawsuit over his new doc documentary called Good Hair. Dude, this uh, this movie actually looks really funny. <coughs> but listen, what's, what's it, this, this sounds like a straight-up ripoff, though. Uh, director Regina Kimball claims that the funny man stole the idea for his film about African-American women and their hair from her and is asking for $5 million in damages. According to the suit, Kimball showed Rock her 2005 documentary, My Nappy Roots, on the set of his TV series, Everybody Hates Chris, back in 2007. Uh -huh. uh, Kimball's film included interviews with celebrities who talk about their hair struggles and discuss styles like the conch, uh, the afro, and the jerry curl, and dreadlocks. Rock executive produced and stars in Good Hair, which opens in theaters on Friday. He's got celebrities, uh, including like Salt and Peppa, Maya Angelou, Eve, Kerry Washington, and others, basically talking about the same wow. thing. That, that seems more than just coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she showed it to him. So, but you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of good material there. Case. It really is. It looks pretty funny. You're right. So, uh, anyhow, we'll see if anything comes of that lawsuit. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers star Lamar Odom has reportedly retained Beverly Hills lawyer Neil Hirsch days after his quickie wedding to Khloe Kardashian. I'm a Lamar's representation. Uh, TMC.com. Sounds like the voice he would have, right? Yeah. Yeah, Neil Hirsch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, everything comes to me if you're dealing with Lamar. Uh, TMZ.com reports that Odom was uh, seen going to the offices of the matrimonial and divorce guru on Friday and has hey, the, to my lawyer. And has the element of his prenuptial agreement in place. He's trying to make sure that she has access to nothing. Yeah, that's Nothing a, he had before the marriage uh, and nothing he will generate during the marriage. Though it's not clear whether it has been signed by his reality TV star bride or whether the celebutante will have any prenup demands. <laughs> celebutard? Uh, yeah. And by the way, uh, according to reps for Odom, and I love this yeah, quote, yeah. they said, Lamar has a set of balls. <laughs> Meaning that he, and what that they're interpreting that is, he is not planning to give uh, his new wife half of his a assets should they divorce. So he's got a set of balls <laughs> because he's going to ensure that she gets nothing. Boy, you got some balls yeah. on you. I got some big balls. That's, that's look, a, she's not going to, she's not going to, look, she comes in 
wealthy anyway. Yeah. Exactly. What does she need? Yeah, but that uh, officially... Nothing says I love you like keep your hands off my finances. And then finally, at age 23, the star of the Twilight Saga is the subject of a DVD documentary to be released on November 10th, just 10 days before the Twilight Saga New Moon. Rob Pattinson? Uh, yeah, Revolver Entertainment says that the biopic called Robsessed... <sighs> That's will, me, man. Will, I am Robsessed. ...will be the ultimate all-access guide to the world's biggest, hottest <laughs> new star. <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo movie. I know, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, the documentary will follow our pats. Is that what they That's call That's what they him? call them. Oh, no. You don't know that? No. Oh, come on. I don't know. You're adorable. You don't know that. Uh, the documentary will follow our pats from his days as a schoolboy through his early, early modeling and acting jobs to his breakthrough role as Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter series. And, he dies in that, right? Yep. yep. And on to stardom in the blockbuster Twilight. So, oh. did you, Have you seen Twilight yet? Nope. Hey, you got to see it. I, I really don't plan on it. It's, it's so cheesy. Is it's, it really? It's very cheesy. She looks cute, though. Uh, I think she is really yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Stewart? Right. Mm. Yeah, but uh, is it is it, che- is it good, though? Or nah, it, no, not really. Okay. But right. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. All let's right. put it that way. And then, then they totally rip apart vampire law and destroy it because they're out in the daylight all the time. It's, right. Uh, listen. All right. Glisten in the light. Let's do the clip. Yeah! Oh, and it's from Chris Rock. From Chris Rock! About good hair. And he says that he didn't set out to make a political statement. He just wanted to make a funny documentary. Uh, however, you know, some of this goes about how the... Uh, uh, well, I should have read this ahead of time. <laughs> Wait, maybe I can help you. Just give me one second. Okay, sure. Go Wait, ahead. Just one second. Two seconds. Give me four seconds. Okay. Oh, I know. Is there uh, some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? That's what I was trying to say. Here's the clip. Anything I do, I the intent is to be funny. If you intend to make a social statement, you will you know you're just up there preaching and you'll have no jokes and you, it can't not take on a social aspect because of the topic. But I always approach it comedy first. You know, politics, you know, later. You bastard! All right, and that opens up on Friday. And now another clip. This is our last one. John C. Riley. Oh, he's in a new vampire movie. It's called Cirque de Freak, the vampire's assistant. Co-starring with him in the film are Salma Hayek, Orlando Jones, and more. Riley talks about working with a bunch of different actors in this clip. Here we go. These people come in, and it sort of raises your game. You know, you get, you get used to playing the character in a certain way, and then all of a sudden you have this new stimuli coming your way from these different actors and it's been really exciting and fun and that's going to be out October 23rd Salma Hayek in this movie in a, in a full beard uh, oh, oh that's yeah. the movie yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, they're, they're a freak show there yeah it's a okay. freak show I got you alright and uh, that's the entertainment stuff that we have for you you're listening to Preston and Steve Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR MMR rocks now all right, gamers, it is time for you to unite. Uh, the GameX is coming to town. Uh, actually, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which is in Oaks, and uh, a great area for you to go to out in the kind of Burbia area. And a lot we, of parking. We welcome uh, Mr. Tim Furlong from yeah! NBC Town. Hey, thanks for having me. How are it. you, Tim? Quite well, thank you. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing great this morning. What level of a gamer are you personally? Uh, not as big as Steve, apparently, because he right. was just bragging about all the systems he has in his house. Yes. I just, I'm an Xbox guy. My kids aren't there yet. Really? really? So, not so, even with the Wii? 
Uh, no, you know, my dad has. Or is daddy too cheap to get a week? <laughs> no, daddy's definitely too cheap to get okay. it. But, but my, my dad has one at his house, and the kids go down there, and they don't really get into it that much. So really? I, I, when they start to get into it, I'll definitely how, get them one. How old are they? S- almost seven and four. So my seven-year-old oh, kind of be all it, over that. But he's yeah. into, like, Pokemon. And I said, well, we can get you a DS. And he goes, he goes uh, no, I just like drawing the Pokemon. I'm like, what's wrong with you, boy? Preston's <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids. Listen, are, yeah. are, you're, they're, they're getting to be hardcore, right? Yesterday, I... Uh, we were doing a project for school, and it was uh, 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 part of it was a listing. It was just a you know personality thing, and, and uh, we asked my son. One of the questions was, "What are you most passionate about? What do you love doing?" And the two things he said: watching TV, playing video God games. Bless yeah. us. That's, God that's my bless kind of kid. He picked, he picked my favorite things. Yeah, my like, kids, my kids all like exercise, exercise. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Who wants what that? a loser! You know what? <laughs> Why play it when you can have little avatars play it for exactly. you? Exactly. Right? You know what? And, and you mentioned that your dad has a Wii. I really, I need to talk my dad. He's coming into town. He lives uh, in another state. Uh, he's coming into town in a little while. And a few years ago, he had to give up golf because he's got arthritis problems. And so he can't. And, and it was one of his great passions. And I want him to play Tiger Woods golf. It's on awesome. Wii. I tried that. It's so and, realistic. Because I know that some senior citizens are now finding that, you know, physically they can't go bowling and things like that. But with the Wii, they can. And they it can. feels like you're doing the real thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we overplay the uh, the idea that, like, oh, every senior center is getting a Wii. It's almost like a gimmick now. Right. But it really yeah. is. It really is fun, and the yeah. Tiger Woods is like, I mean, it's as sensitive as you can get. That The Grand Slam Tennis by EA oh, it's awesome. is awesome. And then I mean, they've also added... spin and everything. It's cool. Yeah, they've added the, the little uh, additional motion sensor that clips into the bottom that makes the... The uh, Wii Motion the Plus. Wii motion I'm glad plus, we're just yeah. giving Nintendo all the love we can possibly give them unpaid today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Preston, do you play the Tiger Woods Golf? I did for a while, yeah. Because I, I haven't would in think, a long time. Like that kind of stuff, and, and Rock Band and, and all of that stuff, I think more of the people who, who can't play. Like, people who can't play golf, all right, I'll play this. Or people who can't play an instrument, all right, I'll play, you know, like me, like, I'll play the drums. Like, that's cool. Not, I, th- I would think somebody who does play golf would look at it like, this no. is boring. No, Because I play, I play even in the, the Wii Tennis, I, and I play tennis. So no, you y- don't. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That was nice. The, the thing <laughs> is, though, Kathy, is it does give you a little bit of, 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 like, a real feel, like you're actually playing, and it takes a hell of a lot less time than going out and spending five you hours. You play 18 yeah. holes in playing. 10 minutes yeah, right. playing around a golf. Also, awesome. you, you start to think that you have actual golf skills. Yes. I mean, you, oh, I do. Can, I'm oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> no, I'm going to fade I'm this awesome one. awesome golfer. Come on, yeah. Kathy. Call yeah. the liar yeah. again. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to aim left, and I'm going to fade it around the trees. I and can I'm going to put yeah. backspin yeah. on it yeah. Yeah. in the cup, right, of the course. EA hockey, though, EA hockey, though. EA hockey on Xbox is by far the greatest sports game ever made. It was. It got rave reviews. It's amazing. Are you more a sports dude when you play games? You know, everything. Battlefield 1943. Oh, that's an awesome game. Awesome game. Assassin's Creed 2 is coming out. That's going to be awesome. Sega has some awesome new games coming out. Um, my wife and I play uh, Rock Band Beatles uh, right now. There's nothing sexier than your wife in her jammy pants at midnight playing, you know, shaking her butt to day tripper for you. That's or, or the Wii, the Wii uh, Hula Hoop uh, uh, in, the, in the Wii Fit. Have you, have you seen that? I, uh, again, I don't have a Wii, so I've okay. seen a lot of this, but I've never tried it. Well, it's a, it's a great time to have something like this uh, this uh, convention now because there's a lot of great new games coming out that are people people are very rabid for. Like yeah. Uncharted, like uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, right, right, right. The follow-up. Uh, Saboteurs coming out. That's right, going to be right. awesome. Assassin's Creed 2, I think, is going to be huge. Sega's new games are coming out. You know, and, and there's just there's always something for everybody, you know? Well, you mentioned Sega's games. They're they're not for a Sega system, are they? Cause no, 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 no. the brand Sega. Okay. Right. Sega. Like Activision. 
Activision, right. you know, releases games, but it's not for the Activision, uh, uh, right? Uh, and that's uh, Atari. They're all they're all generating their 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 games, and there's some there's right. some great new stuff. I think we're going to start to see, and we're starting to see with Uncharted uh, two, is that lead to really accessing and utilizing what these game systems can do. Right. Well, the Xbox has that Project Natal thing coming out too, which is just crazy. It's kind of sure? like it's it's virtual reality. It's it's like the Wii without a controller and it can react to your face. So like if you're playing as right. Godzilla, you can go and right. blow and you'll see fire come out of the, the Godzilla's mouth, which is cool and the the black market potential for like Adult porn, games yes, and porn yeah. is just absolutely off the charts. Well, so that it, ought to be interesting the, to follow. The demonstration we had up on the website, and the and the girl goes up, she goes up to the screen, and she looks over, and when she looks over in the water is the reflection of her face on screen. Whoa. It's creepy. Yeah. I'm telling That's, you, it's it's wild still, stuff. it's all leading to sex robots. It one is. day. <laughs> and Tim Furlong is going to lead the battle. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Mark my words. Uh, so this event, GameX, uh, is going to be October 23rd through the 25th. Um, uh, tell us just uh, all, all about what we're going to see there. Well, there's going to be everything there, and it's it's going to be the place to spend your video game dollars this year because you're going to go there. And there's you guys are actually sponsoring the Rock Band Two tournament. Yep, Steve, yep. I think you're going to be a judge there. That's going to be great. So you can actually bring your friends out and have like a whole band set up, and you yeah. can actually compete in a virtual guitar, and you can actually win Gibson guitars, Epiphone guitars. They have a lot going on, tons of prizes, uh, tons of free swag. Uh, we all like the swag. Well, that's, that's one of the main reasons <laughs> you're gonna to go, go there, you, and you get a lot of stuff. Fun. You're going to see what's coming out. They're, they're really... Uh, I've, I've talked to the developers. I've talked to some of the people. They're, everybody's very excited. QVC, this is how big this thing's going to be. QVC jumped on. They're going to broadcast live from there, because they're smart enough to know that gamers have expendable income, oh, well, yeah. and they're looking to spend it on QVC and QVC sees that <laughs> yeah. we need to sort of get into that demographic a little it, bit. I think I think it was a couple of years ago that the money generated by video games exceeded what Hollywood took in with uh, with box office receipts. Whoa. It's and, huge, and that that's that's how big it is now. In addition to just the games, you're going to be dealing with the technology as well. Games, technology. Uh, if you're maybe a PC platformer, if you if, you know World of Warcraft stuff like absolutely. that, absolutely, absolutely. And this, the idea is to make this a like a like a Comic Con for video games, yeah, right? It, yeah, and you know the guys that developed uh, Rock Band Beatles, I think are going to are going to be there to speak. Uh, there's different speakers. There's people that can help you get into the industry if you want a job in the industry. There's just if you're into gaming at all and. You know, there are other expos out there that, that try to target one demographic. EA is going to be well represented, which of course is the sports titles and a right. lot of other titles. So it's not just like, it, it's, it's for everybody. It's for families. It's not just for hardcore gamer, like geeks that are just into one thing or just into sports. You're going to go, you have a good time. It's not that expensive. You know, you, you go to GameX, uh, GameExpo.us and, and you can see the prices. It's not expensive. You're going to go have a great time and you'll probably walk out with some free stuff. And then, like, is there, stuff, really is there stuff like also some genre, genre related stuff like, uh, you you know, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, fantasy, yeah, all that sort of yeah. stuff as well. Yeah, I'm okay. sure you can dress up as your favorite okay. character. I, will. I mean, that's that's what, that's what you're asking me, right? If I'm going to dress up as you know, <laughs> as Master Chief from Halo, yeah, Master totally Chief. I am. Yeah, yeah. You see a couple <laughs> of those walking around. Uh, so, uh, and it's over the course of three days, right? Three days. Yep. In Oaks, which is great too, because you know it's a suburban location, easy to get to. Like you said, tons of free parking, which actually has a lot of appeal to people like me that don't want sure to pay for does. convention live, uh, center parking. I live right by the, that convention center, and uh, it's it's brand new. You know, within the last year or so, they did it right. They just took this old sort of warehouse area and knocked everything down, Gut and it. they gutted it really, and so it's perfect for conventions. And uh, yeah, parking is there. You know, there's plenty of it. You don't have to worry about you know going to the city or anything like that. So it's a cool place to have this convention. Are, you, are there going to be the, the setups like uh, you see uh, a, lot, a lot of these things where you'll have like a, a like a land 
party with 150 machines. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, everything. Uh, they've thought of everything. I've talked to these guys. They've talked to everything, which is why I'm excited about it. Cool. No, I, 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 free I'm, tickets. I'm definitely going to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun to be a part of this stuff. Yeah. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. Uh, Tim brought with him some uh, <clears throat> uh, some stuff uh, to give away. We're going to have uh, uh, passes for the Game X to give away uh, over the rest of the week. So here's what I do. He's also brought in a couple of game bundles. Oh! I have, uh, I have yeah, a, a couple. I have... Game bundles. I have a, uh, a bundle. <laughs> That's for, where the emphasis is. I have a bundle for the Wii. We have uh, Madden NFL 10 and uh, Virtua Tennis 2009. Now, this, oh, Madden, this new Madden is considered the the huge next step forward in in the development of the game. They say it, it's it's just the absolute best Madden I, ever. I played it once. My only problem with, with football games is there's too much action between the plays. That's why I, I'm hooked on the hockey. EA's right, yeah. hockey. Is just action, action, action. I mean, it's it's fast. Paced. I play my brother online. He lives in Baltimore. We can play for hours and hours <laughs> and hours, and the action never stops. See, I, love, I love football games, NCAA football and Madden. Awesome. Uh, yeah. dude, dude, well, just so good for the uh, for the uh, uh, PS3. We have NCAA football ten and Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Uh -huh. That's and actually a game that my kids got into. That game is pretty cool. So if you if you have kids. Yeah. I'm not that big of a gamer, but when you when there are movie games, uh, what do you do? Like, how do how do they end up working? Is it just you you follow they the same adventures? Well, it's <laughs> it, like, when, it, when it's when it's a, a game based on a movie, but the Harry Potter ones, yeah. they they do pretty well. And and is it your Harry Potter, and you're doing yeah. like adventure kind of stuff, right? And you sort of and they they follow a story that that sort of follows the movie plot, and, and maybe looks, you get additional scenes. And it's like similar. side games yeah. where you can play like Quidditch and stuff. It's really for kids that you know you can do like the side activities and you can cast spells and right. have fights with the magic and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's actually, for my seven-year-old, he really digs it. He likes that one. And then we also have a bundle for the Xbox 360. We have G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Rock Band 2, and NCAA Football 10. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, since, <clears throat> you know, it depends on what system you have. Yep. We'll take, starting with the 13th caller, and you can let us know if you either want tickets to the GameX or if you want one of these bundles while they last and what system you want it for, Xbox 360, PS2, or PS3, I'm sorry, or the Wii. Uh, so give us a call right now. And cool. We'll set you up with that good stuff. But that event is coming up the 23rd through the 25th. Now, are are you going to be there all three days, or are you guys going to be doing some filming there, I guess, on NBC? Oh, NBC 10's all yeah. over. We're going to have uh, cameras there. I think you guys are going to be there. Um, we're going to be there in and out all weekend long, going live from there, doing whole shows from there Friday. And, you know, we, there's a lot of there's a lot of plans. I don't think everything's been finalized yet, but there are a lot of plans. So you'll chances are, among other things, you'll get on television if you go there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if, if, if anything, you. you get to be on television. There you go. Are, are you the only gamer over there at the NBC? Or you it know, seems Tracy like Tracy Davidson sitting down playing Halo? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. She's more of a wee gal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she finds cool consumer games. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, you know who is really into it? Uh, and we wanted to do a video game show a couple years ago. I was pushing it. We had yeah, I remember you we talking had this about security. this. I wanted you to do yeah, it with yeah. me, first of all. And then uh, we had this security guy, Julius, who's, who's awesome. He's got like this cool dreadlocks. He looks like the late Leroy Moore from Dave Matthews Band. Oh. And he's a huge gamer, great personality security guy, said we should do a show. You'd have to yeah. join the union. But I would think Jameson would be a gamer. He's a sports kind of no, guy. No, he, he plays actual sports. Okay. <laughs> really? I think he just goes shopping. Well, yeah. A lot of people who play actual sports wow. do like to play how video games. That's true. As well. When I mean, you're that good looking, how can you how, how do you have the time to play games? You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean yeah. I'm right here. I can tell you. I can, I can tell you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know what, Tim's uh, got all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we wrap you're up... You're on the couch next to me, pal. Before we wrap up with Tim... Uh, 
I did see this on a little statute here. You were an intern at Y100? I was. Uh, back in... <laughs> where did that come from? Uh, yeah, back when it was out in media. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we were out in media, yeah. 94. I worked for uh, Sean Caldwell, the afternoon drive guy. Yeah, that was wow. before I was, it was there. It was like the, the, that was 94? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's when I first started listening to... Uh, it was to, more poppy back then, right? Yeah. Like, it was more... Um, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. It was. Def- I, I had Ace of Base. I saw the sign in my head for like four years yeah. after being there. But oh it was God. a fun place to work. I got, really- um, that was the first time I was ever on the radio, was uh, I called into the nighttime <laughs> show to dedicate a song to my girlfriend. <laughs> what, song, what song was it, Case? Uh, it was whatever song that they felt like playing at that time, because I was like, hey, can you play this song? And I didn't realize that they had playlists. Yeah, it was I Saw the Sign by Ace Yeah, <laughs> She said, well, we're not playing that song. Uh, you know, how about this song? I was like, okay, yeah, that's a cool song. She's like, all right, well, then request that song. And I can't it? remember what it was. But I, all I know is I said my full name and her full name. And, um, <laughs> Did you get on the air? Yeah, I got on the air. Yeah. I was like, Angel was the... Um, yeah, the overnight. <laughs> yes. She's awesome. Ace of Base, please. Guess what? My girlfriend, oh, it's back. My girlfriend didn't appreciate it. Oh, she didn't appreciate it. Well, oh we weren't really going out at that point, so she, you know, here I am. Oh, you were a stalker. I'm Casey Kasem. Now back to the countdown. <laughs> it's really hard to explain that the whole dynamic, but like, well, write a book. Yeah. I will, I will. Yeah. I've turned that into a script, as Steve has said many times. I think times. she was embarrassed by it. All right, well, anyway, uh, the Game X is going to be the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA, and that is October 23rd through the 25th, uh, 5th, 5th. It's going to be awesome, and Tim Furlong's going to be there. I was looking at Furlong when I was saying 25th. So sexy. 24th long. Now we're talking. Tim, thank you for coming by, man. We appreciate you. Good luck with the Expo. Tim Furlong from NBC. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. A 27-year-old man from northern Sweden has certain regrets about drinking a full bottle of vodka after waking up the next morning with a six-inch penis tattooed on his leg. Whoa! That wasn't there when I went to sleep. Uh, The man with the obscene tattoo, identified only as Joel, recalls the little of the evening that led to the ink-filled art attack. He said, the last thing I remember is leaving my apartment, but uh, friends were soon able to fill him in on the details of the raucous evening. After hitting one of the town's night spots, the group headed for a hamburger joint where Joel waxed lyric about lyrical about uh, a tattoo of a mustache on a companion's finger. With a belly full of booze and an eye for adventure, he announced to all present that he too would like to get himself a drunken tattoo. And he did. <clears throat> Little did he know that in the next booth was uh, occupied by a tattoo artist who immediately expressed an interest in fulfilling Joel's wish, just as long as he was given free reign to express himself fully on the drunk man's limbs. Man. Joel and a friend subsequently took off with a stranger in a taxi, but despite waking up with an X-rated leg, Joel said he no, felt no anger toward the dirty-minded doodler. He just did the pee-pee on the pee-pee. That's right. He said, I found out afterwards who it was. He works at a studio here, but I went along with it. He didn't exactly force me. Joel said that he was initially worried that his mother, what his mother would think, adding that he did not bathe in public at all this summer. A primary school in Ireland suffering from a deep recession has asked parents to send their kids to school with their own roll of toilet paper. Whoa! Uh, The principal of the school claims that the letter sent out to... That the letter sent out to parents 
was not a demand, but a request to help balance the school's budget. Uh, the principal also said that the request comes partially as a result of the government cutting... This is going to be burning all the toilet paper. It's time to tend to morass. <laughs> cutting grants for books and computers. At least half of the students have brought their own toilet paper to school so far in Ireland. Oh, uh, a real Mississippi mud pie. Here is your story of the morning. A British dwarf who was performing at the Edinburgh Festival, found his penis glued to a vacuum cleaner while preparing for a live show. That's too good. Daniel Blackner, known as Captain Dan the Demon Dwarf, performed at the Circus of Horrors, known for its oddball and offbeat performances. Dan, ice cream. Somebody glued Dan the Demon Dwarf's tongue. No, he did it himself. Oh, he did, okay. Listen to how this happened. As part of the show, the dwarf pulls a Henry, uh, Henry vacuum cleaner using a special attachment across the show attached to his penis. Okay, and that sounds like a hell of a show. However, the vacuum cleaner was broken before performance and performer Blackner placed extra strong glue on the attachment to fix it, neglecting to wait the entire 20 minutes required for the glue to dry, which resulted in his penis becoming glued to the vacuum cleaner. After being rushed to the Royal Infirmary, Blackner was freed after an hour and remarked that it was the most embarrassing moment of my life when I got wheeled into a packed ER with a vacuum attached to me. Oh, the, the, the dragging the vacuum across stage on his penis is not embarrassing, but going to the hospital with it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I said, I just wish the ground could swallow me up. Luckily, they saw me quickly, so the embarrassment it's was... actually uh, quite embarrassing. ...was short-lived. Uh, I just felt like a total idiot with a vacuum cleaner. It sucks my Johnson, don't you know? The hospital sources uh, confirmed that the they treated the performer, but a spokesman for the Royal Infirmary said that he could not comment on individual cases. An Oregon State Police Fish and Wildlife Division investigation into the circumstances surrounding the possession of a 12-foot great white shark has led to the sighting of a Warren, Oregon man for unlawful possession of a great white shark. He has a great white shark? I I assume it's... Is it alive? Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, the offense is a non-criminal fish and wildlife violation. I tied it up to a rope so it could run around. <laughs> With a listed citation bail of $299. It was, here's the deal, a sport tuna boat uh, brought the shark to the bay docks, and a trooper working on routine patrol at the docks learned about the catch and contacted the boat occupants. The trooper saw what he believed to be a great white shark was already gutted. Uh, the boat's c- occupants indicated the shark had become entangled in their crab gear and was pulled to the surface when they were bringing up in a, a crab pot. Uh, Jason Robinson stated that he was responsible for the shark. He told the trooper that the shark had been gutted so that it could be eaten. And the trooper showed Robinson a portion of the Marine Zone regulation. And it reads as follows. The possession of great white and basking sharks. One must immediately release them unharmed. Oh, okay. So that was the deal. He had it illegally. It pays to read the law. Yep. And then uh, finally, we will end with this one. Uh, conservative Egyptian lawmakers have called for a ban on imports of a Chinese-made kit meant to help women fake their virginity. And one scholar has even called for the exile of anyone who imports or uses it. The so they can fake being a virgin. The artificial virginity hymen kit distributed by the Chinese company Gigimo costs about $30. It is intended to help newly married women fool their husbands into believing that they are virgins. Culturally important in a conservative Middle East, in the conservative Middle East where sex before marriage is you considered. You can't put a vagina on this man. By many to be illicit. The product leaks a blood light substance when oh. inserted and broken. Oh. Uh, Gigimo advertises uh, shipping to every area. For country. all your fake vagina needs. But the company did not answer emails and phone calls seeking comments. 
comment on whether it had orders from Egypt or other parts of the Middle East. That's insane. The fracas started when a reporter from from Radio Netherlands broadcast an Arabic translation of the Chinese advertisement of the product. And that set off fears of conservative parliament members that Egyptian women might start ordering the kits. So they've asked for exile for anyone who actually sells those products. And there you go. That's what I got in the B file for you. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're going live on TV. Hang on. Hey, Jen. You know, we're going to rock this town against the Rockies. It's 7.55. Temperatures in the mid-60s right now. It's going to be kind of windy throughout the day today. Uh, Let's uh, bring in Preston and Steve. What do you say? Yes. We've got to talk about this survey. It was a survey put together by TravelandLeisure.com, and they ranked for the third year in a row the most attractive people. Which cities do they live live in? They listed 30 cities. Philadelphia came in 30th. We are dead last. We're the ugliest people. According <laughs> to them, we are the least friendly people. We are the least active. In other words, nice way of saying we're fat. fat. And we are not smart. Well, you, we're you, you, fat, you, ugly, and stupid. You know what? On the ugly thing, I got a little incensed. And then uh, and then I, I thought about it. And I'm like, um, yeah. Yeah, you, so you know probably, what? <laughs> and, and, and we haven't even talked about this yeah, yet with each other, it's, it's, but Steve... It, I was like, well, wait! And then I realized as I was shaving this morning, no, 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 yeah, it's about right. I yeah. am one of the ugly citizens of Philadelphia. Yeah. You guys are beautiful. And no, no, we're hideous. Jennifer, you're beautiful. Stop it. No, I, I don't... Uh, so what? You know, so, so yeah. we're ugly, that's fine. They just want somebody to pick on, fine. Try You know, come here and pick on us. Try that. And, we'll, and you'll you know see what we'll get in my face, I'll show you how ugly I am. Yeah. No, no, no. But, I, 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 you know, and God, God bless, I think the ugly people... People have personalities. I think that's what gives I think that's true too. the city this soul. And uh, that's my way of trying to convince myself that I shouldn't blow my brains out because <laughs> I look so horrible. Nah, <laughs> I, I'd say the overwhelming uh, majority of people in the world are on the ugly side. So you know what? We're just the, well, we're just the majority of people. You think that's true? That's a Seinfeld episode, too. Jerry used to say that the majority of people in, in, the, in the world yeah, he's right. are unattractive. Yeah. Sure. So the, the anomaly, in fact, we should hunt down and put in some sort of internment camps mm. the people who are attractive. That's right. All the pretty people must go to jail immediately. <laughs> exactly. Well, then just put a fence around Miami. <laughs> there you go. South Beach. South Get rid Beach. of it. I like now, that. Just cut it off. We went out on Facebook and we asked people to tell us who the pretty people were. And I have to tell you, you have to reach pretty far. <laughs> Grace it. Kelly. Grace Kelly. That goes way back. I mean, come on. I mean, I say I mean currently or in her heyday? Well, that was not. I don't know for. if it was if it's Grace Kelly now. She might fit in with us, but well, like, no. yeah, most beautiful of all time. I don't know. That's kind of hard to from say. here. Were, I can't even st- think of anyone. All right, yeah. you guys well, are that's getting the thing. creepy. People are struggling. This one guy, Patrick English. Ah, what's that? What's that hot chick who she was on Apprentice? <laughs> one? Who is it? We can't oh, yeah, even come yeah. up with names. Well, yeah. listen, we, we do a hottest contest, and we do generate you know a, a, a lot of uh, attractive people, but. Uh, I, you know, we on the whole, I think we're just we're regular mooks. I think that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah, you yeah. guys do that hot contest, but it's from the neck down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> no, hey, speaking but... of ugly people, you got some creepy people at this haunted house. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is the thing that we've been doing. We started last week the tour de gore, and we're hitting different haunted attractions all throughout the Delaware Valley. There are great stuff. You can go to thirteen haunts dot com, a great website uh, that's very uh, comprehensive of all the areas. We're headed to Creamy Acres, and it's in Mulca Hill, New Jersey, and that's on Thursday night. And we're getting people on board. We take about fifty listeners Creamy. through. 
en masse. Yeah, it's a great place. And the great thing is because we're in Philadelphia, nobody has to wear makeup. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's all terrifying. You commented about Creamy Acres. It it was a dairy farm or is a dairy farm. So that trust me, cream is terrifying. That's not a strip club. But speaking of strip clubs, Creamy Acres, Holly McCaffrey says, hey, how about all those women over at Cheerleaders, that bar, the sports bar? That's for a woman. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, I would say on the whole, the majority unattractive, but I'm proud of that. And yeah. then, uh, and that makes us appreciate the attractive people all that much more. Let's and we're that badge much more honor. confused by them. So. Yes. Yeah. President Steve, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. Go right, Phils. So, yeah, go Phils. Absolutely. So there you go. All right. And uh, by the way, we'll do some more giveaways for Creamy Acres uh, in just a little bit. So get yourself set for that. So what's the story here? Um, what are we doing? Well, uh, we are, are we going to do this thing with Julie now? He, he, well, or she was uh, what's, to be what's here? the clock looking like here? She was supposed to be here at 7.30. It's 8 o'clock. She just Quarter came walking eight, in. Julie, you were told at the latest. Yeah, she lives in Maniunk, and that's oh so far away yeah, from Ballacanwood. And uh, Okay. But this is also the second time, because when we were supposed to have her in before, uh, to have gentlemen email in to solicit for potential <laughs> dates, <laughs> she was late that day, too. Julie, listen. What? Listen. We're, yeah, list, we're list. I was? We're trying. Yeah, you were. We yeah. ended up having you on like at, at ten o'clock as a result of your um, tardiness. Well, what do you think, Preston? Do you want to make the call on this one? Do we come back and do this? Or do we do it now? I, mean, I think we're gonna have to come back and do this because I have not had a chance to take a look at any of the questions we're gonna ask these guys. I haven't had a chance to take a look at all the bios and things and all, all that right. information. I was hoping that you know she would have been here earlier and we could have talked about that. I thought they said we we're starting between eight and nine. I thought. Where, where, you where did you get that from? Didn't you say be here by 7.45? So when, when I say we're in between 8 and 9, I say by 7.45. What time, is, what time, really bad, what time did you just walk in? I, I'm not aware. I thought I was leaving at the right time, and I did because I gave myself 10 minutes. Well, listen, I if I'm, leave, listen, I don't know the traffic. If I'm a, listen, clock. listen. If I'm a potential suitor and I see how you're late all the time, that's going to be bad. I'm never late, I swear. Except for all the time. <laughs> oh, guys. All right, now I'm waving this off. Why? Because Julie hasn't seen these yet. Oh. Okay, so, so we, we have. Now the, no, the, I yeah. looked at them. No, she did. Oh, she I did? looked at when? them. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. When? Uh, during during that whole break, the the, the time the you guys Skype. were doing the skyping, <laughs> really? Well, yeah. and also during Before the selection process. Right? Yeah. No, she didn't see these questions. The oh, questions. the questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw the questions. And by the way, Julie, it's I wrote the questions for you. No, so. I would right. never guess. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys want to try this? Sure. You want to yeah. uh, just uh, give it a shot? All right. Uh, I, I I predict great things. Uh, you do. Really? I do. Oh, God. Uh, just trying to be happy and peppy like Kathy was. By the way, uh, for those <laughs> you who guys. For those who are not not familiar, uh, uh, Julie happens to be an intern of the President Steve Show. She's a uh, former dancer of the uh, Sixers dance team, but uh, she didn't make the cut this time around, so she's not on the team anymore. I'm just giving you a hard time yeah. now. I'm just busting oh. your balls, Julie. That's not really what happened. No, okay. but she's uh, she's an outstanding dancer, a very attractive young lady. You can see pictures of her on PrestonSteve.com. Now, we have three finalists here uh, that are vying for a date with Julie, of which we are going to set you up with a, uh, a limo ride and uh, dinner and uh, the drinks you're going to have to pay for, I believe, but uh, and pick up the the, uh, the tip. Yeah, uh, but everything else is taken care of. Just other the than tip. That, just want just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Remember, with Julie, it's just the tip. Yeah. Thanks, uh, guys. Let's meet our... Uh, let, this is the email that I got from uh, Joe, uh, and he writes as follows, Preston Steve, I'm going to win Julie's heart, and you're going to help me. Cool. Uh, well, I guess uh, we'll get this out of the way first. I am not from the asylum, and I don't smoke meth, so have I won yet? No? Okay, let me move on. I'm si- I'm 27 years old. Uh, six feet tall. Italian 
and gentlemen, with a BS in business technology and a solid job. I'm not a gym rat, but I stay fit by playing football and kickball leagues. This guy plays kickball? Kickball! Uh, yeah, those fifth graders. I've dominated them for 16 straight years. <laughs> Actually, it's adult kickball, and it kicks balls. Uh, like Julie, I'm a musician. I have, I mean, I'm a talented pianist. Aha, I see the jokes <laughs> over there. Actually, that's a complete lie. I play the bass. Just wanted to say pianist. And uh, let's be honest, we all have known that the real men are in the rhythm section. Sp- rhythm section. Speaking of rhythm, I do mean pole dance. That's right. I've got the funkiest standstill you've ever seen. Uh, I'd be honored to the opportunity to take Miss Julie out for a night that she'll never forget. And that's from uh, Joe Gallo. Let's welcome him on board. Joe, Joe Gallo. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, man? Good. What's up? Good. Hey, where are you from, by the way, Joe? Uh, living in Brookhaven right now. In Brookhaven. Okay, well, cool. Hang on the line. We're going to meet the other guys, and then we're going to ask a series of questions, and we're going to have to decide who is going to go on a uh, date with uh, Julie. Our uh, next letter that we got, uh, by the way, was taken with his shirt off. Uh, well, you know, he's Picture. got a good uh, chiseled uh, body. Might yeah. as well show it. Dude's definitely in shape. Yeah. And uh, he says, okay, here's my story, at least some of it. Why am I interested in Julie? Seems like a real cool person. The old-fashioned way of meeting the right girl is just that, old-fashioned. It's more fun and exciting going the non-traditional route. Oh, and she's quite good-looking. Yes, she is. Uh, and why should Julie be interested in me, Keith? Uh, well, I'm an interesting character. Uh, enjoy the sport. As well, Phil, Sixers, Flyers, Eagles game, wiffle ball, playing hoops, and if it counts, the beer pong and billiards. Uh, people think I'm funny. I don't know, but who am I to judge? Uh, I was the lead in my fifth grade play, The Emperor's New Clothes. He lists that as an yeah. asset, and I'm not busted. Random info. Uh, number on sports teams growing up, number four. Uh, lived by the Art Museum, grew up in Paoli, worked in Center City, went to Bloomsburg. You uh, was just on TV on Holiday that aired on SoapNet. Really? Huh. Two brothers, parents are still together, big fan of the Stones. It is, uh, please welcome Keith Hopkins yeah. to the show. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? All right, how you guys doing? Good. Keith, uh, what do you do for a living, by the way? I work at uh, Media Sales. Media sales, okay. All right, cool, man. And how long have you been doing that? Been doing that for like four years, about. All right, good for you. And and uh, obviously, you're in shape. We were looking at the pictures of you here. How much time do you spend in the gym? Uh, not too much the past couple of weeks, but I don't know. What that picture? I'm a little pale in that picture too. Yeah, and I was going to say that you were a little too pale. But uh, 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 what is Holiday? Oh, that was a, a uh, Emmy Award-winning program on uh, digital cable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Emmy Award. All right. Hey, Keith, I grew up in the Paley as well. Did you go to Conestoga High School? I did. I was actually a year <coughs> below your brother. Oh, cool. When did you graduate? 99. Cool. So my brother, Adam, I guess, would know you. Yeah, perhaps. I actually cool. saw him at a Diamond party. Right. What's the major export of Brazil? Well, if he has any dirt on him, maybe we can find oh, out. Oh, all right. Or we can send you two out on a date. Yeah. I go to the gym quite a bit as well. <laughs> He's <laughs> a towel boy. <laughs> All right, and then uh, let's get our final contestant. Uh, this is uh, Neil Sheffield. He says, hello, first of all, I have to say that uh, you have great eyes and a fantastic smile oh, from what you. I saw in your pictures. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, it looks like you busted out the blue steel pose on picture 22. Uh, more importantly, <laughs> I was really surprised about what you said about your interest in life and how smart you sounded. Uh, you don't come off as the stereotypical blonde bombshell who wouldn't be able to carry on a conversation. Uh, as for me, I am 26 years old, and I am just over 6 feet tall, and I am not only athletically built, but I actually am quite athletic as well. I grew up playing all sports and continue to go to the gym four to five days a week. I play in a flag football league in the winter and have been training for the World Long Drive Competition. Wow. 
Yeah, I graduated college a semester early, decided to go straight through to get my MBA in management. While doing so, I was the president of my fraternity. I was on the athletics academic honor roll, and I was team captain of my college golf team. He goes on and on and on. I don't have time to read all no, this. No, but that's quite a resume. Yeah, and he says, Gadzooks, and that is from, uh, let's welcome him, Neil Sheffield. Yeah, Neil Sheffield. How you doing, Neil? Bottle do. brother. Where are you from, Neil? Uh, I live in Conchahawken right now. Conchie. All right. And uh, by the way, you said that uh, she broke out the blue steel pose. What does that mean? Uh, the, 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 from Zoolander. the Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, perfect. Zoolander pose. All right. Yeah. And Julie's uh, done some modeling. So and she knows. Neil, what, what do you do for a living again? I, I work for Royal Medical Supply. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, you uh, uh, you sell uh, medical equipment? Yeah, for the home. Yeah, that's a, that's a very lucrative business. Yeah. All right, well, if we ever need an x-ray table, we'll get in touch with you. That's perfect. Uh, in your picture, you're shown holding a, uh, a large fish there. What fish is that? It's, uh, it's called a hammerjack fish. We caught it at uh, in Costa Rica this past summer. Okay, that's a big bastard. That is, man. And, it, uh, was, it was 90 pounds. Nice. And you're lifting it with one hand, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Showing off a little bicep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, Julie is going to ask each of you, what, two questions two each? Two questions Steve? each. I wrote these questions. Yep. I tried to get inside Julie's mind. Yep. And uh, I, I based it on her bio information that we know. There's a little bit of humor there and a little bit of seriousness, so you guys got to work with it. And sell the sizzle. Yeah, and uh, Julie will decide uh, who will will take a break. Let her think about it, and then we'll come back and we'll find out who's going to go on the date with her. And then, excited. Uh, yeah, and Lizzie is her. I guess uh, what is it? Love consulieri. Oh, no, my friend Steph just walked in, but Lizzie's a great concierge. Consulieri. That's exactly it. All right, so you ready, Jules? I am so ready. All right, let us start with uh, Joe, our uh, first contestant. Hi, Joe. Hey, Julie. How you doing? Good. Are you excited? Are you ready to answer these questions? Let's do it. <laughs> okay, Joe. Number one. I've been called a firecracker, a spitfire, a tornado, and my mommy by one guy who paid me to watch him put on a diaper. Steve. <laughs> what, Ask the question. What are some of your nicknames and explain them to me? All right, Joel. I have a, a couple funny nicknames. Uh, most of my friends know me as Jobo. That's a nickname that stuck through high school, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's after a cheeseburger here at Tom Jones Restaurant in Brookhaven. And we oh, know that restaurant, yeah, yeah. Tom Jones. Yeah. We know yeah. the G Tom uh, Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't have the Jobo though. Ah, <laughs> uh, next time you go, you gotta have All right. it. Straight. All right. Uh, in some parts of the country, I'm known as Dr. Frank M. Robinson the Third Esquire. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Uh, that's a long story, but basically I was on my way home from a kickball tournament. Uh -huh. and, uh, you love kickball. Talking, I do love kickball. It's fun. Rocky Balboa is my uh, team name. I love it. <laughs> that's great. Like it? RockyBalboa.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were talking about going through the drive-thru at McDonald's and just acting like complete idiots. Uh, and I suggested to my friends, well, instead of acting like complete idiots, why don't we go through and act like complete tools? Uh... So I came up with the character of Dr. Frank N. Robinson. Very creative. Go to the drive-thru at 7.37 every morning and say, Hello, my name is Dr. Frank Robinson. I'd like to order a number two. My change should be exactly seven cents. And then we just ripped off that. Hey, that works okay. for me, man. Bad, it's it's a mission. Works man with a mission. I like right. that. Next question for Joe, Julie. Okay, Joe. As a dancer, I keep my body very tight and very toned. So much so that my tampons are actually made by Bowflex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. On a scale from 1 to 10, Joe, rate your body and tell me what you do to stay in shape. And don't lie. Uh, I would give myself about a 
I don't get to the gym as often as these other guys, maybe once or twice a week, but I do play in the football league, and I play in the kickball league, mm. and playing in the band keeps me in pretty good shape, too, sweating it off on stage. All right, All right Joe, cool. very nice. All right, very let's, cool. Let's move on to Keith next and get two questions from Julie. Julie, fire away with Keith here. Hi, Keith. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Good, you're looking good in that picture. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your first question, Keith, is, I always say live each day as if it is your last which with me is very possible since you might kill yourself trying to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Probably. <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay, what is the most, quote-unquote, live each day is the last thing you've ever done, Keith? Hmm. Good question, Julie. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Julie, <laughs> Thanks, your voice Keith. is really deep. <laughs> um, you know, I really don't have a running with the bulls type story, uh, but I definitely take that uh, frame of mind with me every day. So I think I just try to uh, incorporate spread it, love, spread the love as much as possible. I always, you know, bring up talk, talk to strangers, talk to family every day. Just try to uh, just spread the love as, as best as possible because. You know, so you you, you push it to the limits by talking to strangers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Have you ever done any extreme sport? Have you ever done anything? Have you done anything like an extreme sport, bungee jumping, anything like that? Um, I've never done bungee jumping, never okay. jumped out of a plane. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I used to not wear a seatbelt. <laughs> I used to not wear a seatbelt. <laughs> That's, That's pretty dangerous. That, there you go. Pretty dangerous. Were you on a reality show? I, I was for a uh, hot minute, yeah. He said, yeah, he said it was the date, the dating show in Soapnet. Remember Emmy right. winning? Emmy winning. <laughs> well, Remember? He's gotten the, the win yet, but I'm sure he'll get nominated next, next season. Right, right, right. All right. Okay, Keith, your next question. Are you ready? Yeah. A dream of mine is to one day become a sports broadcaster. Pretend you're a sports broadcaster and give me a little play-by-play -play of our first date. Okay. Let's think. <laughs> Julie, where do you live? I'm from Scranton. Scranton? Are you still in Scranton? That's a hell of a commute. <laughs> no, I live in Maniunk now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. As the bright yellow cab pulls up to Nancy Julie's estate in Maniunk, Pennsylvania, out walks Keith Hopkins, ready to... Take Julie out on the date of her life. He rings the doorbell, and out comes this striking young individual, intern Julie. <laughs> they take each other by the hand, walk to the yellow cab, but it's no longer there. For the cab has been moved, and in place is the little provided by Preston and Steve on WMMR. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Is that it? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Describe the sex. They take. They wind up pulling up the Citizens Bank Park for Game One of the LCS as the Phillies are ready to take on their next opponent, the St. Louis Cardinals. At, then the game happens and the Phillies win and everything good happens. That was good. Good job. A lot of personality. Were you ever on a TV show? Yeah, yeah. he sounds like he'd been on something like that. Before. <laughs> well, I was also the lead of my fifth grade play. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I saw that, Keith. That's really what's getting yeah. me. Yeah. All right. That, that's the closer right. right there. Not the pets. The all right. Thanks so much, Keith. All right, Keith. Oh, hang on. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watch. We watch. Uh, we watch the Emperor's New Clothes at the end of the day. Oh, <laughs> that's oh. the end of the day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the best part. Very right. nice. Oh. And then, uh, then we move on to Neil. Hey, Neil. Hello. Hi, yeah. Neil. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Are you a morning guy? What's that? Are, are you, you a morning, morning guy? guy? Am I a morning guy? Yes, I am. Okay. Are you ready for your first question? Yeah, far away. Okay, I'm barely five feet tall, which means that in the bedroom, a man can toss me like a pizza. <laughs> tell me tell me what pizza toppings you would like to eat off of me and why. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say I would go with the supreme pizza toppings because <laughs> we'd be getting everything impossible that we could. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, Neil, great job. All right, next question. Okay, for many years I was a cheerleader for the Sixers, keeping the fans happy by giving them boners. giving them boners. <laughs> oh my dad, I'm so sorry, Dad. I didn't write these questions. Give me your best Julie cheer to convince me to go on a date with you. Do it, Neil. Alright, uh, I'm gonna do the fight song for you. But it's changed up with words. For the Eagles. <laughs> fly, okay. Julie, fly. I hope that you pick me. Fly, Julie, fly. Because you'll have more fun with me. <laughs> Go with this guy. Because I'll make your heart fly. Fly, Julie, fly. Now I know that you'll pick me. Hey! Great job, Great job, Neil. All right. I'm going to have our uh, gentleman hang on the line, and uh, we're going to take a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I think all you need is a little love. And that's all we're looking for, right? It's all we're looking for. Uh, it is a uh, win a date, and we have uh, intern Julie, who has uh, been up for grabs for this particular date. And uh, we've solicited for people to send in their pictures and information about themselves over the past week or so. We've got a lot of respondents. A lot of people are interested in yeah, Julie. Yeah, a lot of top quality guys too narrowed it down to three via we, we have all the ladies in our uh, group uh, the interns and uh, Kathy and Marissa go through these and they kind of narrow down who they think sure. would best fit yeah. uh, whoever's up for grabs in the date and uh, so they narrowed it down to three guys for Julie there was Joe and Keith and Neil and uh, we had a chance to meet them quickly find out who they are what they're all about uh, obviously Julie's seen some pictures of them and now has asked some questions so she gets to decide who is going to go on the date. And uh, Julie, did you ha have a chance to peruse all of the guys and uh, figure out what you might want to do? I definitely did. I know that Steph and I um, are in a disagreement as of right now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Steph is uh, Julie's love consigliere, and uh, she is helping her make her decision. So you guys are... In disagreement, we are. We're in a huge disagreement. Well, now, now you have you have the final say, but mm -hmm. you you know it's often wise to turn to your consigliere uh, for that uh, objective view that you can't quite take. Do you uh, do you think at this point you can absolutely make a decision? Are you going to go? Are you going to ignore your consigliere? Well, I'm not going to ignore her. I did take it into consideration, but okay. I am pretty set on my decision. All, all right, right, so I think mm -hmm. we're all set to do this. Uh, should I get all the guys on the line? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. We're going to get uh, Joe and Keith and Neil there. Joe, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, Keith, you still there? I'm here, man. And Neil, how about you? I'm here. All what right. they all need to know is apparently there's a, this is a close one. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently, yeah, there's a lot of, because uh, I saw them talking back and forth a lot. Yep. A lot of hand wringing, right? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we're going to pick up the date for you guys. We'll pick up uh, dinner and we'll have a limo ride and all that stuff uh, for right. you. All uh, the various oils and contraceptives. Yeah, we'll have. We, do we supply <laughs> that stuff? No, I guess we don't. No. You're right. No. Yeah, you're on your own with that. Well, no, no, no. Julie's, no. Julie's a good girl, as she keeps saying. <laughs> all right, Julie, who's it going to be? Who are you going on a date with? Wait, uh, drum roll, please. Yes, as we get set to. Let me get my bell ready, Preston. Okay, Wonder. so it's the most extroverted, well-spoken, and a guy that I can definitely see myself with. Yeah. If Keith! Keith! Oh. <laughs> All right. Wow. Keith, 
Keith, congratulations. Well congratulations, I'm gonna Keith. Put, uh, Thank you. I'm going to put uh, Joe on hold and also uh, Neil. Oh. Let's give those guys cases of beer. They did an awesome Case job. Cases of Light. Yeah. Thanks for that. Now, to remind you, Keith is the muscle-bound guy with the, oh. with his shirt off in the pictures. Yeah, you're cut up, dude. You work out a lot. I look uh, better with the shirt on. And uh, <laughs> he's uh, he. What what is it that you you liked about him? The fact Julie? that he had his shirt off. Honestly, I mean, yes, of course, yeah. you're very attractive. Um, <laughs> but I I read a lot of his information, and I, I'm just a spontaneous girl, and I like when guys can make me laugh. And he said. I was the lead in my fifth grade play, The Emperor's New Clothes, and I'm not busted. And these were things he said why I should be interested in him. And it was just funny. It's okay. funny. He's not too serious of a person, and I like people that can lay back, you know, be laid back. And take and their shirt off. Take yeah. their shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to meet you, Keith. Yeah, All right? It should be a good time. Hey, Keith, how tall are you? Uh, six two. Six two. Wow. There you go. Julie likes him too. Oh, she just turned her chair upside down sitting on it again. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keith, when's the, when's the last time you were in a uh, in a serious relationship? Has it been a while? Uh, been a bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you a bit? You guess? Yes. How, how long last would you say? Week. Uh, about a week, maybe two. All right. Uh, no, like. Oh, six months. Six months, okay. All right, so you're you're due. You're definitely due then. Okay. Well, we're going to, our friends at uh, Dave's Limo are going to give you a ride uh, to the place where we're going to, we're still working on getting a restaurant. We always send you guys out to great restaurants, one that have a great atmosphere. Always has to be the creme de la creme. Yeah, conducive to this, uh, uh, you know, uh, first date type of thing. So uh, we'll A place that allow you to sit there without your shirt on. <laughs> so we'll send you guys out to dinner. We'll pick up the dinner, but uh, tip and drinks are going to be on you because uh, you never know how much that's going to be, and uh, we'll leave it open on that end. Uh, so congratulations to you, Keith. All right, pal. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, buddy. Hang on the line. We'll make sure we take care of all that. So, Julie, um, do we know what we're going to try and send her out next week or something like uh, that? It all depends on on the restaurant and, and the, the limo, but it'll be in the next couple of days, and we'll get the feedback. I got I to gotta get, you know, we have to make sure that our... Uh, escorts are um, people from the MM Army who go along chronicle yeah. the day because right. I, I have to say this one turns oh. out I had to find out although what were you what was the uh, what was the love consigliere what was she saying uh, Neil was my choice I thought Neil really Neil. I thought Keith might uh, steal the spotlight you know Julie <laughs> likes to talk about herself and he was a little wordy <laughs> he was wordy but I liked it and uh, guys I'm gonna be semi shy on the date I think should I go for the shy route you should go for what you are yeah yeah, yeah. play a role I can be yeah. a little shy but I that, like... you're living a lie then because you're not shy you, you're you're very outgoing no it's good and like... you, well, didn't you complain that you had too many guys who were shy and you didn't I like that I always end up with the shy guys yep right always so right. This, we'll see if this works out it's he, gonna work out I know it yeah he doesn't seem shy at all so maybe this no. will work for you okay thanks right. guys so uh We'll, we'll find out when the date's going to be, and we'll do uh, the follow-up and, and all that stuff. I think we want to send a recorder back. along, too, just to get yeah. some audio. Yeah, we got to <laughs> hear, hear, hear like, at the beginning, yeah. middle, and see how the conversation progresses. Exactly. Make sure we have a lot of tape. <laughs> all right. So there you go. That's intern Julie. Yeah. Oh, day. Thank you, Julie, and our love consigliere, Steph. Uh, let me it's see like giving here. birth. Uh, a couple of things uh, that I did stumble across. So number one, I got to read this email because this is a good friend of ours. Uh, you guys know Sergeant Michael Wood. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. United States Marine Corps. He always helps us out with the uh, Camp Toys for Hunger Tots. And Toys for Tots. Him and uh, uh, Sergeant uh, McKenna. McKenna, who are awesome. They're both awesome, by the way. Uh, we got an email. He says, uh, hey, guys, I hope all is well uh, back there in Philly. It's great to hear that the uh, Phil's clinched the division. Can't. Uh, uh, I can definitely say that I miss being back in the States listening to you guys. Uh, what I wouldn't give. 
for a beer or two or 15. Who knows? Uh, things are going well here at Camp Leatherneck, Afghanistan. Uh, the squadron is keeping themselves safe and very busy and have been so busy, in fact, that we have actually done things that have made history, not just for Afghanistan, but for the Marine Corps, too. Uh, the good news is that we should be coming home soon. Unfortunately, not in time for the camp out, but we should be home before Thanksgiving and will be a well-deserved welcome home. Welcoming home. Uh, I still have yet to tag things with the President Steve sticker you guys sent out, but I definitely will be getting you guys some great pictures. Also, those calendars are doing great out here. Uh, we do a little ceremony every time we change months. It's actually <laughs> quite a sight to see. A bunch of Marines uh, saying goodbye to last month's curls and hello to the next. That's great. Uh, back to the grindstone. Can't wait to hear and see you guys again. All the best to you, the President Steve crew, the entire MMR staff. Best of luck with the camp out this year, and I hope uh, you crush last year's number. Semper Fidelis, Gadzooks, Woody, uh, Michael Woods, Sergeant USMC Intelligence Chief. So thank you very much. Always good to hear from hey, Sergeant Woods. He's such a great guy, and I told him when he gets back that we're going to give him an entire box of the 2010 calendars, and they can yeah. take them, because he's probably going to go back over again. He just wow. keeps re-upping. So. He said uh, he's not going to be home in time for the camp out, but, but he'll be home before He'll be thanks- back in the States before Thanksgiving. Okay. He won't be here, because oh. they usually... They don't necessarily bring them, you know, right home. Uh, they, they've got to go do some other stuff at, right. at uh, other camps. Because so the camp out so. for hunger will start right after Thanksgiving. Yep, yep. And, right after. Uh, but he's not going to be here in Philly, unfortunately. Uh, what was that thing that we just saw come rolling in here? <laughs> that was the rollabout, Preston. A moment ago. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I see him. I, and, and since I only caught from where my vantage point, I only saw him from the waist up. So he kind of just glided across the yeah. room when he came in. Uh, but our good friend from... Uh, Comcast Sportsnet, the one and only Mr. Michael Barkhead yeah. is here. Oh, wait, I don't have your mic on. There you go, brother. How that was the rollabout. That, I, I just come in like the Moisev Dance Company, man. That was beautiful. Just beautiful. It was like Swan Lake. It was it amazing. It was amazing. It Michael, was. How, way, now, did that came in handy for you, right? While you're, I, you're I cannot thank Nick Mann enough. Honest to God, I love you. You're the best. That thing was... Um, the people in the office hated it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the rollaway, I, I, you're better now? I mean, what? To describe that, it's a, it's a thing where if you have a bum leg, you can uh, get on your knee, basically. put It's like a little scooter. Uh, Got a basket. And and you can, uh, you can get around a little bit easier. And Nick lent his... To Michael as he was healing his uh, messed up legs. So. Let me tell you, the basket is key. I know. Because Todd Harriman's from the Eagles has a messed up uh, ankle as well, messed yeah, up foot, foot. And he's got one of those. And mine will kick his ass. Oh, yeah. really? All oh, right, yeah. So, wait, it's when's, bad. when's he going to be back? Uh, because I thought he was, you know, when he got hurt in training camp, they said, oh, he'll, he'll be ready to roll for week one. Yeah, now he's hoping for like four more games. Oh, he's hoping when they go, maybe when they uh, when they go out to uh, Oakland that, that he'll be back. Was that me? That was. Okay. They, uh, they make the rollabout and Delaware, they gave me one for my when I hurt my leg last year. And uh, if uh, rollabout.com, I love those guys. But uh, how is the leg, Michael? You healing? The leg up? is great. I'm in, a, I'm in a walking boot right now. I'm going through therapy at Novacare, and it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, you injured that during a, uh, it was an ult- ultimate fighting bout. I did. It was um, a steel cage yeah, match. And, it was, uh, uh, it yes, was it was Kimbo it was Slice. Kimbo Slice. And, and you, um, yeah, it was Kimbo Slice. See, <laughs> like one th- 130 pounds? <laughs> yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. His biceps. And, and I gave him <laughs> such a pinch, Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, so you actually fell on the beach, uh, right? Just, I just gouged him. So you get to you get to do this at the Novacare complex, like with the top training staff for the for the Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, not oh, okay. at all. Yeah, they check the ideas to get out. <laughs> no, I'm at, I'm at Novacare on Westchester Pike in Newtown Square, oh, and Gary oh, okay. Shields and Al Savino, and they're fantastic. They really are. They worked it out. Well, hi, Kath. Hi, you t- 
took How a spill you? on that, didn't you? Uh, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was going around Leslie Goodell's desk, and it was the time of day where everybody was meeting. We have the the 3.30 meeting for, for sports night. We're getting ready for the show. And, I, I, and I, everybody's I, around. Everybody every, kind of crowded around yeah, in the newsroom. Was your hydroplane? No, I actually locked the left rear wheel on Leslie's uh, cubicle, <laughs> and I went down like a shot. And they were, Are you okay? Oh my God! I, I hopped up and I said, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." And then the next day, well, that's how I felt. Like I was in a car accident. The whole, why is my left side numb? Uh, so I went over the handlebars of the rollabout. Did you uh, did you uh, in institute a lawsuit against Leslie? Yes, I'm suing her. Okay. And uh, we, I can't talk about All it. All right, now, I know. But, but she will be penniless when I'm done. I'll tell you. She won't see the light of day again. <laughs> that's all over. But it, and, and the basket, but the basket saved me. Uh, yeah, really well, you can that's where you put your airbag. Harriman's, Harriman's, and I challenged Harriman's. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't pick up the challenge. Oh, that would have been awesome. Would have yes. been a, a great little video segment. You imagine Andy Reid on that. <laughs> now, <gasps> now, now the injuries. Oh. Uh, oh. Todd, Todd Harriman's uh, fell off his rollabout, and uh, he's out yeah. for the season. Yeah, here he is. Here's uh, a statement. Um, and then um, um, uh, uh, we, we need uh, uh, and um, and uh, um, and. Uh, um, this is, uh, um, um, uh, um, time's yours. That's, that's the depth. That's yeah. a statement. Of yeah. Andy Reid. <laughs> so I actually did not uh, challenge Todd Harriman, so I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Because, All right. Yeah, he'll kick my butt. Damn. I really don't. He's a big man. I wanted to, um, change the topic. Okay. Uh, Nick McElwain. Floor's yours. Yes. Uh, for $50. Yeah. Dollar value. I yield to the slightly <laughs> effeminate senator from Pennsylvania. Uh, last night. I blew my first date. Yeah. <laughs> Any others? No. All right. So last night. Um, yeah. A couple, Tuesday in October. I'll let you finish. <laughs> wow. Um, I did more channel flipping on two channels than I've done in a long time. And it was you guys uh, watching, uh, you know, uh, Flyers. It was on Versus last night, but it was, you know, coming to post-game coverage. And uh, the extra innings game of the Twins and the Tigers going back and forth. And I missed both innings because I was watching the Twins when the Flyers scored. Oh, no! <laughs> I was watching the Flyers recap when when the Twins won the game. But it was really exciting. And, and this week is great because there's, like, you know, three or four games going on every day. And, you know, Phil's obviously start up today so it, it's a really cool exciting time uh for sports and i just wanted to know what you thought about both those games last night well i was like you i i missed uh, i was doing the flyers post game show yeah I missed the end of the flyers game no i didn't i missed the end but i did miss the end of the you just, you just wouldn't watch the other game <laughs> that's right bill clement what do you think cozy i don't know kind of if someone were not to watch the game and actually host the show how, how, do we, it, how accurate do we have to be <laughs> exactly just paint yeah. a picture for someone who's just tuning in yeah uh isn't what we're missing is sort of a literary angle? <laughs> exactly. With those embellishments and flourishes. Let's get to that. Yeah. And uh, so, so, but I missed the end of the uh, of the Twins Tigers game. It's great when your coworkers say that was the greatest game I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I was watching the Flyers and the Capitals, which was I also mean, amazing yes. hockey. Yes, it was amazing hockey, and I think this team, they haven't started out 3-0 and in 11 seasons, which is saying something. That was back uh, when a guy by the name of Lindros played, and they were coming off a Stanley Cup Finals appearance that year. They've got uh, a lot of additions in Chris Pronger, Ray Emery, and Nett. Uh, they've got two number one defensemen, really, in Pronger and Kimo Timonen. And and to get that overtime win with Danny Breer putting that in on his birthday, yes, that's always yes. nice. That's cool. Happy birthday to Danny! So uh, yeah, that was it was a very exciting win. And I I think 
I think they're going to be really a force in the in the conference. Certainly by the by the time April rolls around, it's going to be fun to watch them. And it, by the way, and I have not forgotten, we are getting Jim Jackson's mustache this year. Yeah, yeah, I are. swear to God, he promised we're shaving it off. Can here I be on, on that? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can shave it if you want. Ooh, come in, we'll have you do that. It, it is, is, it is yeah. going to happen. If you can work, help work it for us, if, if we, we have to, I'll throw a balloon full of nair at his face. <laughs> we didn't we didn't really start pushing it until the playoffs last year, and he didn't want to do it uh, because of a jinx. You know, right. you got to let your hair grow in the playoffs. But now we got the whole season, so it's definitely going to be happening. That doesn't sound something like something no. a, a man should do. Though. <laughs> All right, come the, here, uh, Jimmy. The, come here. The, 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 shave that. <laughs> the big thing, obviously, the Phil's division series today. The whole what? thing starts. To, you didn't hear about this? I did not know. Wow. You were busy watching the Flyers. By the way, do you have Rock Band? You ever play Rock Band? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He just, loves it. I just yeah. found out how that say it ain't so by Weezer goes. Um, I've been screeching it and playing it with my kids. I, oh, that's how the song goes. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. Uh, had no you idea. didn't know it was saying yeah. it ain't so. Didn't oh. know. So, thank so you how about that. those Phillies? How about those Phillies? Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, you think people are, we know that people are pissed off that these are afternoon games. Yeah, it, that's that's difficult. Although when I when we were growing up, it, that's when they were played, and I th always thought it was a blast to come back from school and watch a little baseball. I don't mind these hours. I mean, obviously my hours are different than your standard working person because I go to bed at nine o'clock, uh, trying to get up at four a.m. So I think this is great for me personally. I can understand your you know every nine to fiver being a little bit pissed off about this, uh, but I mean it is you know the division series. If we get past this, and then you know the ones that really really count, uh, the the ones that where where the fever really kicks in, you know, most likely. We're not going to have, but it, it is annoying. And I heard you talking to uh, Mike and Jennifer from Fox Twenty Nine. Two mm -hmm. friends of mine are great. Mike Jerick, I've known for a long time, and and uh, they were talking about Philadelphia, where Philadelphia ranks a lot of these categories. To me, it's just a sign of disrespect that a right. world champions. Are you world champions. Me? That's what a not, lot of people yeah. are saying, and not just the world champions, but these aren't nameless, faceless guys. You yeah, got Brian yeah. Howard, former MVP. Jimmy Rollins, former MVP. How many on the All Star team? Chase Utley. Yeah. yeah, five guys. The whole outfield. I mean, come on. So does uh, it? Does it sort of speak to the fact that even no matter what? this city does or no matter what the accomplishments are it's just always going to be perceived as you know the the, the redheaded stepchild I, th I think yeah a little bit but i also think that we do it to ourselves and when yeah. i mean i i only half jokingly refer to philadelphia as a city of champions because i hate that loser attitude the whole uh, the whole negadelphia thing i can't stand it because we're coming off a world series championship the eagles have been to the nfc championship game five times i know they haven't won a super bowl and a lot of people lay it on for that the flyers are perennially in the playoffs yeah and stanley cup finals if not conference uh contenders so I think, plus, look what's going on in this city. It's a, yeah. it's a great city. It's There's hundreds of cities that don't win championships every year, and it's such a, you know, a very hard goal to reach. So, uh, you know, I don't feel as bad when we don't win because there are so many other uh, cities that are that are in the same boat. I mean, take a um, city like Detroit, really. I mean, they, yeah. they lost last night. I, I, my heart breaks for those people, not to get all maudlin. Ah, they everything. got the Red Wings. Yeah, but you're right. They got the Red Wings. They had the Tigers in the World the Series. They, you got that right. Yeah. yeah. Would you, where and would that you booming automotive industry. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, we've been saying it all season long, and, and Charlie's been saying it to his players. This isn't 2008. So this pl these playoffs, it's not 2008 anymore. And in reality, the uh, the Phillies are playing a wild card team. And you know, you, you got the division leading uh, Dodgers versus the division leading um, Car uh, Cardinals. Right. So 
that's sort of a bigger game because it's this season. It isn't last season anymore, you know. And and you got uh, the Yankees who had the best record in baseball, you know, with a better you know primetime game. Yeah, but so, I just I think they could have squeezed in the Phillies game a little agree, bit later but, on. That's and and I love daytime baseball, and I was really psyched to hear the start time. But I also it's it's a shame for all the folks who are working nine to five. The kids who are in school are going to get you know uh, we're not going to see it or get home late and watch the, the end of it. But we so. Preston, you're taking you're. Oh, 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 oh. You should have told me that. I'm going to the game. I'm just intuiting what you were going to say, and I'm doing the same thing. So you know what I'm saying? So and that's the way it goes. That's what it says. Rule of thumb: Tell your coworkers if that's supposed to be a secret. I'm sorry. I don't know. Apparently, it's a felony. Someone's getting thrown out of school forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that would be. So I was talking with intern Steve, and I was talking with my brother last night about this series, and I really don't know what to make of the Rockies. I watched some of them this year, but you know, it's not obviously the same team that they had that swept us two years ago but i'm not i'm not scared and, and mostly just because our offense can be oh them. that's scary can be, come on man <laughs> <laughs> i was getting mad no it's just you know it, it is good it, it's it it's it, it just it, it you know, there's so many clips but keep going every now and then i'd like to finish one sentence so <laughs> I, I what my question is michael <laughs> yes um, what is your prediction for you know for the phil's face in this team what do you think of the rockies and and do you have a prediction in the number of games? I do. I think the Phillies win in four games, and uh, it's. it's I, I don't think they're going to sweep. I think they should win. If they don't win, I would be surprised. But in in a short series, a best of five series, you don't know what can happen. And uh, I, I think Cliff Lee going today is the only, really the only move you can you can make. Cole Hamels would would have been coming off a short rest, even though he had thrown less pitches in, in his last start. So you you really don't want that. And Cliff Lee is a guy who. Uh, while he has struggled lately, he was five and zero when he came here. And if he shows any of that kind of stuff, he's he'll be pitching on on six days rest. So you, uh, I like the, their chances today. Ubaldo Jimenez, Ubaldo, Ubaldo, Jimenez. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to say Ubaldo Jimenez looking over there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and, and here's a guy, 15-win guy, who also has postseason experience and a guy who he can walk 12 guys or he can strike out 12 guys. Yeah. So you got to be careful if that happens, and they could struggle today. I, I, um, I get scared when, when the Phillies play... Uh, hang on a oh, that's scary. See, I did it to myself, Nick. <laughs> nice. um, I get scared when the Phils go against a decent pitcher because it's like uh, they play down to whatever, you know, like they had a hard time against like Lincecum this season. And anybody who. The first time against the, Lincecum. The, first time, the second yeah. time, they, they did pretty good. Actually, I, you I know like you're that. right. Yeah. You know. But do, do you see that they sort of play down against better pitchers? They can, uh, Initially, sometimes they do, but I think the second time they see them, their bats come alive. So that's why I think they're going to be okay. They faced. Ubaldo Jimenez in the in 2007, and he beat him. He beat six and six and a third innings and gave up one run. The Phillies lost the game, but it's a different Phillies team. Mike, what's your take on uh, uh, you know using Brad Lidge? I mean, obviously now the games count more than ever. Uh, do, do you stick by the loyalty or do you, uh, you know, cause obviously this season is not last season. Yeah, I think you go with the flow. One of the things I love about sports is it's all in here. I mean, you can have a guy, uh, who, who has less physical ability, but he's stronger up here in the, in, in the mind and, and he can succeed. And I think Jack, Brad Lidge, 
just got jacked up this season and he was tired and stuff got to him and he did not pitch well. But I think the last two outings when you saw him retire, the last four guys that he faced yeah. in those last two games, it's only four guys, but it just seemed like he was looking at things differently. Maybe that's wishful thinking. I don't buy Maybe it. Maybe we thought that before. Well, we'll see, but it's I'll tell you what. four batters in a course of 162 games. But it's at the end. It's who, And that's the only reason I say, well, the Rockies could concern me. It's what you're doing at the end of the season as you move on into the playoffs. And we saw what the Rockies did in 07. They won like their last 16, 17 games straight to force that last playoff game to get into the postseason. So I, I think when you look at Brad Lidge, he pitched well his last two outings. I'll give him that. It's and, what you're doing at the time. Yes, and if Charlie goes to him today with a one-run lead, could he blow it? Sure, but I wouldn't say, oh, no, I'd be holding on to the edge of my seat. Yeah. But I'd be doing that if Madsen came in, too. It's just a tough situation. It's going to be a beautiful afternoon for uh, baseball, hopefully today and definitely uh, tomorrow. And then uh, I heard on Saturday night in Denver, it's going to be 40 degrees and windy and the possibility of snow. Um, is there any advantage, disadvantage for, for the Rockies in that situation? Well, you know, the, the Rockies are a good snow team. They always yeah. have been. Uh, and I think they, that's what they're yeah, used to. I mean, they use it doesn't that, matter, right? They, they, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, Ubaldo Jimenez, you know, yeah. does he see much snow wherever he's from? <laughs> right, right. You know? The one thing I do like. The great snow-capped uh, The Rocky has cities. had this pitcher, Jorge De La Rosa. Sounds like a boxer. And he was he was amazing this year. He became one of the, the like the first pitcher since the early 1900s to start 0-6 and finish with 16 wins. He was like 16 and, and 10 or something like that. Pretty good. He's out with a groin injury, so that doesn't hurt the Phillies' good. chances either. He was kind of like their uh, their ace pitcher. Oh, my ball! <laughs> and when they added... Oh, I should have yelled two! <laughs> when they, uh, when the nice. Phillies added Cliff Lee to the roster you know, in the middle of the season, it was it was definitely a coup for us. But the one thing they did say is, uh, is that the Phillies have too many left-handed pitchers on the roster, but that actually sort of works in our favor against the Rockies. They got a lot of lefty bats. Mm -hmm. a lot, I'm talking to Joe Kerrigan, who's been a long-time friend of mine, used to be the Phillies pitching coach and uh, went to Temple University, went to Father Judge, and who's the pitching coach now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He said th that the Rockies are a real athletic bunch of guys. They're beasts. They're big guys, and they're fast. And, and Troy Tulowitzki and Clint Barmas yeah. and, and Todd Helton, they can get around the base pass, they can hit, and you got to watch them. But the lefty-lefty situation is significant. they yeah. got a lot of lefty bats, and the Phillies got a lot of lefty arms. I like it. You've uh, you've dropped a couple of names back there. You might want to pick them up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> like five names that you've Mr. dropped Mr. So Barmas, yeah. come here, Mr. Yeah. Barmas. <laughs> <laughs> over there, let's see. Well, you got Mr. Uh, Mr. Helton over here. Uh, I want to ask, uh, I want to see how, uh, how uh, you know, close your finger is to the pulse. Did you know that the 49ers signed Michael Crabtree today? What? No. Yeah. Six-year deal? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want, and, and you know, I who think I, they were going to. You know who I found that out from? Who? Your friend Mike from uh, uh, Stake 'Em Up. Really? So, yeah, that, that guy has, like, all the information. You guys, He's plugged in. Yeah, he is so plugged in. He lets me know about everything. He let me know about Michael Vick signing with the Eagles. Like, I don't know. Did he give hours. you bad information once, though? Uh, no, well, he said... That was only to affect a betting outcome. No, what he said, what he told me, he told me <laughs> Cliff Lee, he told me Cliff Lee goes to the Phillies, and the only thing he was wrong on was that Holiday was going to the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. yeah. I so, remember being at Channel 3, and, and uh, Phil Newman at the time was the KYW News Radio. He came into the sports office. He, he, he was goofing around. He said, such and such a just this is a story just breaking so Lou Tilly goes on the air and reports it Newman comes running oh, into the office and you went with that <laughs> I was joking yes that's uh, this just in yeah oh my yeah. goodness yeah
So wow. anyway, so I think they got. I, I think they got a good shot. It's going to be fun. And cool, oh, by the way, can I plug some stuff? Yeah, yeah. do it. I'm selling T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm at programming. Uh, we, we've got the pregame program first. Uh, actually, we have the news conferences. They actually have day of game news conferences with the mad managers and tomorrow's starting pitchers. So we'll have those on Comcast Sportsnet, 10 a.m. going into 11 a.m. And just keep it on Sportsnet. If you're watching television today, we got that. The pregame show, which is going to be 2 to 2.30, and then as soon as the last out is made, we'll be on with Daily News Live. We'll come on with the postgame show with Ricky Batalico and Jeff Jenkins. will be Jeff Jenkins and wow. Dick Allen throwing out the first pitch today. That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, And the Bacon Brothers are singing the national anthem. Are they really? Yes, really? they are. Nice. That's yes, cool. they are. So Wait. It's going to be fun. Press, so, you should follow Mike on Twitter, by the way, uh, if you want to get all the inside information. Me and Kathy, follow him on Twitter. Oh, do you I, know? I follow yeah. you and Kathy, too. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't just, follow me. I, I just, are you on Twitter? I, of course I'm on Twitter. Yeah, let me I change just, that right now. I just signed up yesterday, and uh, I've already got like 750 followers. Hey, hey. One that, day, that's, that's not that's, a, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because I'm almost at uh, 100 followers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really I'm getting up there as uh, followers. So. Cool. Follow excited along. about it. Follow along. It's great stuff. All right, man. Well, uh, what? What? exciting no. week. I'm leaving? Yeah, you're oh, done. Get out of here. We, we've got a, uh, we got a movie star we're going to talk to next. Well, who's that? Oh, so, in studio? Yeah, yeah. you can oh, hang, oh, out. Oh, hang out. Hang out. Wait, you want to hang out for a little bit? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but thanks for the rollabout. You're welcome. Nick, seriously. I love you. awesome. I love you back, baby. We're going to get a little dinner and some <laughs> presents and everything. <laughs> a little wine in us and see what happens. I like your eyes, too. Preston and Steve on 93.3. MMR. Well, uh, we have actually in the studio a couple of guests, and I'm going to play a, the trailer. I love this uh, for the movie that they are here to uh, promote, and uh, we'll we'll introduce them after this. But uh, uh, check this out. This is for Black Dynamite. This is awesome. All you suckers gather round. There's a brand new movie coming to town. So get on up and check the scene of the smoothest, baddest mother to ever hit the big screen. Main man, Black Dynamite. He's super cool and he no kung fu. Drives a $5,000 car and wears a $100 suit. And when it comes to the ladies, he's out of sight. Oh. Black Dynamite, that was the best loving I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Hmm? You're going to wake up the rest of the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Black Dynamite himself, the star of the film, Michael Jai White. Yeah! Director Scott Sanders here Yay! this morning. Hey guys, how you hey, doing? How you, doing? Uh, you know what? It's funny because we we actually uh, uh, over the years we played clips from Dolomite and Do uh, oh yeah, Rudy Ray Moore, the uh, uh, the, the Shaft, Superfly, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Black Bell Jones. Uh, we I love the black exploitation movies, just, and, and you nailed it. And this seems to be a very loving. Sort of homage to those films that really spawned a lot of directors like Quentin Tarantino and, and, you know, and reference all them. Were you guys big fans as well? Obviously, you know, in the initial stage, I don't know how old you guys are, but did you, did you catch it the initial go round? Well, I mean, uh, we don't know if it's the initial, yeah. but we, we would get, you know, I, I know I would see them in the replays of the movie. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. There'll be like triple features and, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, that in a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. It's uh, it, it's great too because in in one of the trailers, I, the guy who does the vo who did the voiceover for like ninety percent, the guy who had the voice like this, yeah, right. Adolf, Adolf, Caesar. Adolf Caesar, right? He's a mean mother, you know. <laughs> and and uh, you, you you nailed that as well. Now, uh, Michael, I'm familiar with you. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the movie Spawn and uh, and some of the other stuff you've done. And and we're reading your background, and you are a badass martial artist. 
What what are what are the disciplines you're trained in? I mean, there's, there's like seven listed in your bio, right? Oh now. yeah, there's a whole whole bunch: uh, uh, Kyokushin, Shotokan, Taekwondo, Tangsudo, Goju, um, Shokuru, uh, a, bu- a bunch of wow. rooms and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How, how old were you when you started uh, training in martial arts? Eight years old. Eight years old, yeah. man, and and as you went along, you, now you hold uh, several black belts. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was watching the trailer, and I've seen you, you know, in other films. Uh, Stephen mentioned Spawn. You're also and in the, the, the Tyson Dark, and and <laughs> the Dark Knight. Uh, but you do this jumping, spinning bat kick uh, in in uh, one of the trailers, and I'm like, all right, that dude knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it's just something like a lifelong passion of yours. Yeah, it was just something that you know. I think it was my savior in a way because yeah. I mean, I came up in. Um, Brooklyn and then later Bridgeport, Connecticut, which was rougher than Brooklyn. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was great to have an outlet. It was, I was reading that you're, where you lived was sort of right on the edge. There was a very wealthy section of town and you were in a really bad area of town. And like you had friends who lived in the, in the, in the well. So you're like between both, Absolutely. both cultures. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a great place to come from as an actor. Right. You know, cause I mean, I, I had just such a variety around me. Did you, did you look, did you look up to any of, I mean, any of these characters like, like, uh, like Shaft or? Did, oh, absolutely. I mean, as a, you know, young kid seeing the, at the first time, you know, seeing people like Jim Brown and, and Fred Williamson and all and that. And Jim Kelly, know. who was a martial artist, oh, is a martial artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this is, you know, it was bigger than life. So, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to grow up and be like that. Right, right, yeah. I, I, I'm and assu- you are. I'm assuming you started your uh, your martial arts uh, early in age. But when you had seven... He said, eight. said eight. Yeah, so... Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but I want to ask a, a question. How old were you when you started uh, your... Mar- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This happens on our show (laughs) all the time. When when you have seven different black belts, like how how different can all of those types be? All those disciplines, all those different, yeah, disciplines. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like um, (laughs) how old were you? (laughs) I I think I was about eight years old. (laughs) Fascinating. No, but yeah, a lot of the disciplines uh, they offer different things. You know, there's there's Chinese kung fu, which is like absolutely flowery and. You can't really use it in a street fight, but it's hard to do, like right. like ballet, you yeah. know. Right. Um, and and then there's like a style I do called Kyokushin, that which is just really Spartan. You know, it's just really about you know hitting hard and breaking things. <laughs> so you know, and and I did a bunch of arts between those. What works best for the movies? What 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 discipline works best on film? The best is is kung fu. That's yeah. a, that's that stuff that, you know, uh Jet Li and everyone does. Sure. I like to do a kind of a mix of both. Yeah. Right, right. It just yeah. reads better. I'm yeah, really uh, yeah. happy for Steve that this movie got made because uh, you showed me the trailer. I was looking at the original date that you sent it to me was in was in January. Yeah. You were excited about it then. We were laughing about it when the trailer came out. And and Michael and Scott, it, it seems to me like this movie could not have been made ten or fifteen years ago in the really ultra PC era of the of the nineties. It never would have made it to to the screens. Do you think that's the case? Oh, definitely. I mean. I think it's even PC now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we've come around a little bit though. Like we're to, able to, to, to appreciate, yeah, to appreciate this this genre, to laugh <clears throat> at ourselves yeah. like this, and to laugh at differences and celebrate differences, and, and be you know poke a little bit of fun at cultures without getting so uppity about it that the movie would never make it to the big screen. Sure. I think it's so long ago now. Like, and I think I mean the fact you know I mean it's just such a different set of ideas from a long time ago, and now that we have like a black president and like people are like you know. 
I don't know. It's just the whole thing seems so anachronistic now that you can kind of poke fun and laugh at it. Well, Undercover Brother was a pretty damn funny movie. True. <laughs> uh, but you guys aren't taking that approach uh, in this particular movie. That that straight up slapstick uh, thing. No, this is more like straight ahead, like uh, you know, some of these black exploitation films were made, from what I can gather, right? Yeah, like our whole thing is like it's sort of like the Spinal Tap. We just wanted to make them exactly like the movie, and then just turn the knobs to eleven. A All right, bit. and that and that's exactly what comes through because I guarantee you, in the seventies. In the heyday of this this type of film, you could have released this, and it people oh straight up okay I got you. It would have worked as a regular uh, as a regular uh, film like this. And Michael, you were a co writer on this film, right? So yeah, I, so did you actually um, search out Scott to direct this? Actually, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I came up with the idea and you know, started like actually uh, I did a photo shoot with myself and Scott and I were connecting on another project right and he was asking what I was working on I said I'm going to get this movie done you know and I showed him a picture of me with a gun and a nunchucks and he was like yo man I want to be involved in this <laughs> and, yeah. and, the, and the mustache you got to have the performance oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely it, it deserves its own credit what with did Quentin Tarantino catch wind of this because he's he is so f fanatical for these films the funny thing is when i had the idea i told quentin about it yeah and he he really dug it but i mean quentin got you know he's just hard to get a hold of to sometimes. nail down yeah and so so i mean by the time i you know caught back up to him i had already started moving along with it okay yeah uh scott where where do you come from as far as uh as this uh this this project obviously michael got you involved with it mm -hmm. had you done things similar to this or is this a big departure for you Compared to your other stuff? Yeah, well, we uh, worked together 10 years ago. Uh, I directed a movie with Mike and uh, Alec Baldwin called Thick as Thieves. Okay. And so that's how we met. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, but this is a pretty big departure from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other faces from the from the, the those uh, those films that we'll see popping up in, in this? Uh, you know, one guy. Oh, yeah. There's only one person because we didn't want it like to have like all the old stars in there and sure, kind of break yeah. the illusion. But there is one guy from Dolomite, the evil white cop uh, Mitchell. Oh, really? Yeah, you got that sense. dude. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah, I, I thought he was dead too yeah. because it actually said he was dead in IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive, and, he, and he's he's the uh, chief who in in the in the scene, and Mike hits him in the head with nunchucks. Oh, a couple that's of times. awesome! That is great. Hey, when you when you're doing precision fighting, you're doing this stuff. It's a very active physical movie. I gotta imagine you clock someone every now and then. Oh, never, never, I mean, hardly. I mean, no, <laughs> I, I I turn from never to hardly ever. <laughs> but 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 re really, you, you you know, I mean, I I had such a VIP of. Action guys on that set is almost everybody who even took a little fall was right. like a, a, a stunt director. I mean, I got like you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but these guys are like you know rock stars in in stunts. But you know y you know it happens every now and then, but really very infrequent. I have to ask you, working on the Dark Knight, you were working face to face with with uh, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. uh, was was the magnetism that we got through the the, uh, the the screen? Was it the same you were feeling right there? Did was he just even though you could kick his ass, was he ominous? Oh, he was. He was great. I mean, uh, I think people sometimes make the mistake. They, they sometimes think about these method actors. Yeah, yeah. And like he's walking around in character all the time. He was not, not that. Not, not at all. Okay. He would try different things, different takes, and he would take people's uh, 
advice and whatever. And, you know, what do you, you think of that one? He's very, very approachable, very cool. We actually would trade magic tricks on, you know. Really? Yeah. We, we, you know, he was not like that. He he was not like full of himself with that whole actor thing. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's the regular impression regular we got was that he got to that place and stayed in it. I know. I keep hearing that stuff. He's yeah. not like that at all. Okay. You know, Could you tell that uh, during the filming that he was doing a brown groundbreaking performance? Yeah, I mean, he would do a lot of takes. So he would do one more gruff and one a little bit more playful. And so, you know, it literally was not in character all the time. I mean, you know, you see that, that scene where he comes out of the the uh, operating or, or whatever. The, the hospital, yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's, you know, he, he does the sanitizer, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, hand sanitizer. You, you know he can't be taking it that serious, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, true, he, true. That's a, he was a very playful guy. Cool. Well, you guys have yeah. shared um, uh, co-stars in John Linguizamo, and, and he said uh, he said the opposite uh, about him. So, I mean, he... Did he? he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said... John Leguizamo said he he like punched him for you know no reason. No, no Steven that Seagal. Was Steven Seagal who did oh, that. Oh, it him. was. Ah. He called up and and he wanted to be he wanted to show that he was alpha male on the set. Just and, so you know, Michael. Many people confuse Steven Seagal <laughs> with, with Heath people. Ledger. Yeah, of course. I'm you remember all the time. Steven Seagal's great work in The Patriot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should just go I'm home. A Patriot. Actually, yeah. you've worked with Steven Seagal, haven't yeah. you? Yes, I have. Is he a dick? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you can kill him it, it, yeah. it, because we that's the story we heard that 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 uh, uh steven seagal's big thing was to establish the uh, the alpha male on set yeah unfortunately it, it's like you know but it's a weird thing because i, I kind of know him on another level yeah and i know the guy he's just really um he's you know not that secure of a, a cat you know yeah what I mean? that's he, what we get yeah he's and so yeah he might do these things you know with, with people that he can get away with it with, You're right. Know. And how about Jean-Claude Van Damme? Who, now, what's the deal with him? We hear that his martial arts capabilities are somewhat <laughs> inflated. Well, I got to say it like this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jean-Claude, I, I like the guy. Right, yeah. He's yeah. a really nice guy. He's got a great heart. I right. Mean, he, he just does bad things to himself okay. and for himself. But, you know, a lot of these guys, they, people hold them to a standard like they're supposed to be these incredible fighters. Sure. And the fact is they, they just have to look like they're incredible <laughs> fighters. You know, it's, it's just like Clint Eastwood didn't have to be accurate. No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but for some reason, uh, you know, like when you do martial arts, there's this mandate that you be for real. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm for real. I've been, you know, I don't mind being tested by anybody. I get in the ring with anyone. Sure. But I, um, but I don't, I still don't hold that standard to anyone else because like, you know, you got people who, you know, it's about a, an illusion. And John Claude, he's, he's a hero for a lot of people, even though, you know, certain things might be questionable. But he's got to make that illusion, you know. Like I got you. But you, you, you Christopher sort of Reeves didn't really have to be strong. Or fly. Or fly. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's true. I guess that the one authentic would have been Bruce Lee, correct? Well, there you go. I'm not. I'm yeah. going to say something not popular, but Bruce Lee was not a fighter, right? You know, Bruce Lee was an amazing. There's nobody who did it better as far yeah. as on 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 screen. 
But like if Bruce Lee had to fight somebody like Benny Urquidez or somebody who's a real fighter, it, he, he, he'd get destroyed because, you know, there's there's a different skill set. you got to take punishment and give it back. It's right. Not, it's not that pretty. It's an entirely it's, different animal. It's absolutely if you're, different. If you're yeah. competing, yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely different. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, do me a favor. Tell me the uh, the storyline of, of, of Black Dynamite. Is he is he a cop or is he just an average Joe? Is he, uh, you know, what, what's what's his story? He's a badass mother. <laughs> He's a badass mother. Say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got, I love that. You gotta love that. Yeah, because yeah. those those guys. You look at any of those movies. It's like, what is on their job resume? <laughs> they, they, they just, they, they just. Like what do you do? You just I see here you're a badass mother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I see you put Lightning's ass in jail and Jane Thunder. Right? Yeah, they're just all badasses. Well, the, the usual conceit is that they're they're you know they're known around the community to be uh, you know the, the the guy the go to guy when people are in trouble and and uh, and it always involves smack coming into the neighborhood as it does with with you. There's, there's, exactly. There's, there's a which is perfect and you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna show them how it's done. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the um, you're very learned colleague. <laughs> yeah. I, I you guys know your black exploitation. I, I know it all. from the trailer. I was a big fan of the Jim Kelly stuff. You know, I mean that that that, that as well. So the Monkey Hustle, the yeah, Blackula. There's a lot. Oh, of oh, even Blackula. Yeah. 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 I was just looking at the uh, the cast and the other people entered are uh, Arsenio Hall, Tommy Davidson. You have uh, Michael T. Williamson, who was Bubba and uh, Forrest Gump. <gasps> wow, and, oh, that dude's that's great. Work. Yeah, which which is cool. But in the in the trailer, when they show Arsenio Hall, when they show Tommy Davidson, they have completely separate names. So you don't even feature the fact that these guys are in the movies. No, right. Which even is another, me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a different name. I'm, I'm Ferrante <laughs> Jones. Right. <laughs> it's, I love that tongue and cheek yeah. approach to it. It's Ferrante awesome. Jones. <laughs> William, uh, Michael T. Williamson is a cast uh, called William T. Michelson in the trailer. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> were, you, were there times, I mean, because when you play something like this, you're playing it dry, you're, you're playing it very as accurate as you can. Was it hard to not? bust up while you were doing this stuff and trying to take it as serious a few times yeah. a few times but you know i'm pretty much in character well you know n- not in character like when you yell cut right right <laughs> right yeah but yeah it, it's it's uh sometimes it's just like it's just crazy what yeah. item did you keep after the movie did you keep anything as a keepsake did you keep the mustache oh yeah <laughs> did yeah. you just grow that was that you oh man no 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 that, that that's a uh, a prosthetic mustache wig. <laughs> we have this theory that only uh, black guys from the '70s could actually grow big bushy mustaches. Like we try, but it's impossible. I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that is too damn. Hey, funny, uh, Michael, I wanted to ask you because uh, you got to get going a little bit. Um, when did you first start taking martial arts? Yeah, was it how old were you? Were you young? Dude, I've already ruined uh, you know, my, my person. Uh, person, whatever. Uh, so, I want to ask you if the MMA was as big as as it was like let's say 20 years ago as it is now do you think you would be taking part in that stuff oh absolutely uh, yeah i mean i i, I would do i i'm still connected with that i still yeah. train with a lot of those guys you know but do you I, think you would you would compete if uh, you know take a stab at it getting in the ring and, and fighting for money and stuff and um yeah, probably, but I, you know, I've always been like uh, what what is called a club fighter or a dojo fighter. I I would find the best guys and you know go train with them and you know exchange knowledge. You're the the real deal. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you you get your best competition from them that way. And, and you, you you but you also in, in addition to that, no, you do a lot of voiceover work as well, do you not? Um, I don't, wouldn't okay, say a lot. It, it, yeah, it's it yeah. sort of listed as you you involved with a lot of stuff. 
Oh, yeah, I've got yeah. some stuff coming up. We, we have a Black Dynamite cartoon coming up. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, maybe that's what it was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. All right, well, the movie is going to be in theaters uh, October 16th, and it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and, hey, Michael, is he, his moves are pretty damn badass. Uh, we wish you guys the best of luck, and uh, we appreciate you coming by this morning. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. You got it. Scott Sanders and Michael Jai White. Yeah. Yeah. Look for Black Dynamite in theaters October 16th. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We do have some guests who are in the studio, and you can uh, take a look on the webcam, because I think we've got that fired up mm. at WMMR.com. Uh, they're going to be playing the Tin Angel tonight. Very and, cool. Uh, they've been touring all over the world, an unsigned band from what I understand, but uh, making their way through our town with uh, lots of product as they set us up with some CDs. You want to hear a little clip Yeah. before we go to them? Uh, this song, we'll play a, a portion of this. It's called This Is Not An Exit. There's the car park Cause God knows we don't need the churches anymore I'm feeling kind of lonely No emotions for no one I'm feeling kind of seasick We're stuck now on this journey And the plan is on the run This is not an exit Hey, hail from uh, Glasgow, Scotland. Please welcome Beefcake. Beefcake. I like Beefcake. Your name now is officially Beefcake. You see this shots off? Well, here it says right here on my. I wrote Beefcake because I I read Beefcake. Is that what all the commotion was over here? Yes. It's Beefcake. I wish you guys would have told me that would have been nice, but it's Beefcake. Yes. All right, Beefcake. Sorry. No F and Beefcake. No, no F and BK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's kind of a sad statement on the band. <coughs> yeah. uh, and uh, lead singer of the band is Billy Boyd, who you may uh, recognize from a few films here and there. Hello. One of them being uh, Lord of the Rings, the the trilogy. Uh, how, how's uh, are you guys doing a uh, statewide tour of the states or uh, uh, just East Coast? Just East Coast. We're yeah. doing like Philly, Boston, couple of nights in New York. Um, we're in Orla Arlington last night. Okay, it's great. Yeah, we're good time. A great time. Yeah, excellent. And uh, how long you guys uh, been a group? How long is this happening? <sighs> are you your boyhood as friends? Far, as far back do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, From Glasgow. We can, go, we can go far back as me and Billy were in school together. Really? Yeah, yeah. playing, learning guitar together and uh, but this actual band for about three years I think is it now yeah, yeah now is it a case with the with the way the internet is and with uh, you know uh, downloads and things of that nature like Pearl Jam didn't have a label didn't use a label for this last release yeah is is getting a label the big holy grail now or is it something you don't really have to be that concerned about this is something that we're just starting to kind of discover because we've just finished the album right and uh, everyone's telling us now don't bother with a label you know you've already got people on the internet who are so, I don't know, maybe that's the way to go now. Well, and also in the past, really, the main reason uh, getting a record label was to... Well, I mean, to Promotion! Help promote, but also mm. the, the physical CD or record, you have to pay money to make that product to right. get it out there. And that's where it all... And that is kind of disappearing Going away. for now. Yeah. And you can yeah. get it electronically. There's no physical cost for which getting is, your music which is out there. sort of a shame, I think, because I love having a CD. And, I agree. You know, we, we worked hard on the artwork. We got a great artist that we uh, really love to do the artwork for this album. And with the downloads, you lose all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah but with it, and it's, it's interesting because like some artists are taking the stand now that they're going to, instead of the album concept, mm. they're, when they record a song, they're going to release it. 
Yeah, you know, that's that. And, and just do, do that, you know, do you like the old style line, liner notes? I like an album. I like, a, you know, it's a sort of, it's like a snapshot of right. what you were doing that sort of year. And it, you have the artwork that matches that. And, you you know, I like to sit with the artwork and read what's going on while I listen to the album. So, I mean, now if I listen to an album, I never know what the songs are called. Because <laughs> I true, don't yeah. them. And, you know, I've never sat with the artwork and said, oh, yeah, I love track number three. That's called. Right. You know, well, I do that with my CDs now, though, and, and I still love CDs and I, I, I don't listen to an MP3 player in my car. I still, you know, I've got a <laughs> hundred or so CDs in the, in the backseat of my yeah. car. I got a six disc changer in the front and that's what I do. But when I listen to a new album, for months, I'm like, oh, yeah, track seven's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah listen to yeah. track nine. You got to go straight yeah. to track nine. Right. Yeah. And and in the past, you needed that stuff because they have a band like Led Zeppelin whose titles mean absolutely nothing when it comes <laughs> to a right, yeah. song, yeah. actually. You know what I mean? In fact, yeah, many yeah. of their titles reference Lord of the Rings. It's a lot yeah. of Led Zeppelin stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. We right. listen to a lot of Zeppelin during that time. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, so you, you, uh, you have the, obviously, the, the music end of your career. You have the acting as well. You, you recorded music. Music that ended up in in the in the film in one of Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson, um, he wanted a sort of Hobbit song, right? And it was getting towards the end of filming, yeah. and he thought, you know, the last film, it'd be great if one of the Hobbits could sing a song. So he said, "Do you want to sing a song in it?" I said, "Yeah." And then a couple of days later, he said, "Do you want to write it?" <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I'll have a go. Sure, so yeah. I wrote that song, and 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 Pete and the writers loved it, so uh, we recorded it at oh. Abbey Road. At Abbey Road. Oh, yeah. What was right? that like? It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. All the guys in the band were just so sick. Did, do you, oh, did you guys, they, they didn't, we were did, you, we were we you didn't get to? Oh! Because I know it was, uh, it was acapella you were singing, right? Yeah. 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 So it was just, yeah. Howard Shore was you there. You couldn't have brought them along with you, Billy? <laughs> no. See, I want to strangle keep that by the so band. that I can use that on them. <laughs> <laughs> have they ever recorded in Abbey Road? No. Yeah. Just me, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I, I actually, I got, I got an email from a guy who listens to us in Chicago, and he's a recording engineer and had a chance to go to Abbey Road and do some recording. And he said, like, literally, they have kept the paint the same since 1969. Really? And yeah. they, they don't touch it because it's there's some magic there that exactly. they don't want to mess with yeah i mean bj who who plays a uh, guitar here with us he's such a huge beatles fan that i'm i'm a terrible keyboard player piano player but lady madonna mm -hmm. the piano that they use right, yeah. there so oh. i just had to play something just to be like yeah i played that piano beach <laughs> yeah do, 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 no <laughs> <laughs> you were left out does that do you sort of get nervous as you're touching the instrument that you know where that stuff came from it is kind of weird yeah because you've seen so many still so many shots right seen documentaries where they've been there you know that it is it's pretty amazing well what would yeah. you describe your style because we, we we heard a little bit and mm. and uh is there is there a beatles influence in there what, what would you say you know the, the if you're a high concept what would it be this meets that uh, it would be the beatles meets radiohead Okay. That's our concept. All right. Just made up today. We asked a hard question. And it's Tom York's birthday. And it's Tom York's birthday. Happy birthday, Tom. Yeah. Now, you obviously have traveled quite a bit, Billy, because you, you know, the acting career and obviously it's taking you to New Zealand where all the Lord of the Rings was filmed. How about the rest of your your co workers here? Do you just leave them back home like you're. I was curious if this is your, like John, the drummer here, first time in the States? No. No, I come to uh, I'm actually on vacation at the moment in San Diego oh really I don't well, know why I'm here that's, yeah. weird. that's quite surreal isn't it <laughs> so I, I, I took a day trip from Scotland to San Diego <laughs> for one day it was raining funnily enough 
hasn't rained since January, and then <laughs> I come straight over to New York. Really? To play, and then I'm going back over after the tour to San Diego for eight days of getting really burnt. As uh, yeah. As yeah. All, all, all Scotsmen yeah, love to get incredibly tan. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, yeah. Talking yeah. about Scotsmen, John did come with me to one of the premieres, I think it was uh, maybe Berlin or something, and he wore his kilt. And That's as he right. came out, as he came out of the the, the car onto the red carpet, yeah. there was a huge scream. And he's like, "You see, when you're a Scotsman, you see that." Yeah. And I looked behind them. Pete Jackson had just got out of the car behind. <laughs> I was like, "I don't think they're screaming for you, John." Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really, I think they were. Uh, yeah, maybe I, think, they were. I still think they were. Uh, you know what, Billy? Uh, you and uh, Dominic Monaghan had such a chemistry in in uh, the movies, uh, and uh, we're we're huge fans of uh, of the TV show Lost. I don't know if you've uh, watched yeah. that at all. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, do, have you? Uh, do you guys stay in touch? It's got to be tough, I would imagine. But um, to no, we we uh, in fact we're writing a script together. We're hopefully going to do a movie together. Really? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. 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 Wait, so what's the subject matter of the script? It's just it's a kind of um, two British guys who end up in the states doing sort of. You know, weird jobs. Okay, kind of getting through life. Like a bu like a buddy movie that you potentially both would star in. Exactly. Okay, somewhere beautiful and hot with a lot of hot women. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a great right? script. Yeah. yeah. And you're writing it. You're creating the universe. Yeah. And then the, the guy never brings his friends from home with him. No, right? absolutely not. <laughs> Is it abandoned this movie? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I loved I loved all three of the movies, the Lord of the Rings movies, um, and particularly in Fellowship of the Ring, because they uh, what I heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they when they built Hobbiton, they 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 built the set and then they let the grass grow on top, and they just uh, made it feel as natural as possible. And for you as an actor, Billy, when you showed up there, it must have felt like an actual place and not a movie set. Is that the case? Absolutely. You know, normally in a movie set, if like something like Hobbiton, if you look behind a plant, you'll see that it's kind of just been planted that day and it's right. held on by, you know, pieces of wire and stuff. Hobbiton was real. Yeah. I mean they they planted that like three years before. It was overgrown. It was it was just like being in a real place. When you opened a the door, there was actually like a Hobbit whole house in there. It wasn't just like a facade, just the front. It was, it was Well just, there's, ah. there's so much lore and, and stuff attached to the movie and it, let me let me see if this is an accurate one that originally Peter Jackson didn't want it was kind of iffy about the Scottish accent. And then, and then decided later that when they did a little bit of research that there might have been a Scottish lineage to hobbits. Well, it, it's, uh, in fact, slightly the opposite, actually. Yeah. He always loved the idea of, um, the Scottish accent. And, right. And, uh, I was the one who wasn't sure, you know. Okay. But then when you look back, like, the, the family that Pippin comes from, the Tooks, they live in their own, uh, part of the Shire. Right. Almost like a Scotland, and they invented golf, and he said that there they were go. the clans, and the, so there was a whole thing, a whole Scottish thing. And he was able to justify yeah. it. Yeah, that's And cool. I loved it, man. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, uh, the costume people did little tartan bits to the, the costume and stuff. That's awesome. You're the cool. third hobbit we've had in our studio, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had, uh, you Elijah know, Sean Wood. Essen, Elijah Wood. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're not a Dom? We had him on the phone. Not Dom yet, but like, we talked to him on the phone when, when Lost yeah. premiered, uh, but yeah, we got to get him in studio i have my and i cannot believe i forgot to bring it but i i, I have sean astin and uh elijah wood's autograph on my fellowship of the ring like that beautiful 
you know, case that uh, so maybe I can come visit you tonight. Right? Yeah. Bring it. I'll be saying an anything. Whatever. You know what? You you angel. The ten angel. You've had the chance to work on you know these these awesome production sets because another movie that I still think gets a little bit overlooked is Master and Commander. Oh, great movie. Just phenomenal. Standing film. And uh, you guys were on, you know, a real beautiful sailing ship and working with uh, um, Russell Crowe. That yeah. had to have been an amazing experience all the way around. It was great. And Peter Weir. Yeah, yeah, great guys. director. Oh, just one of the best. How's, how's Russell Crowe? We, we actually had him uh, for uh, at the uh, station, the radio station we had before this. We had him play a, uh, a gig with his band, 30 Odd Foot of Grunt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'd always heard he, he can be difficult, but what was, you know, with the music, he seemed fine. Yeah. Uh, what's he like on a film set? He's, uh, he's, I really got on with him. Yeah. I thought he was great. And the music thing, because we both did that, when he heard that there was a few musicians, because there was other guys from other bands there, he set up a little studio on the That's set. Cool. Wow. Brought in amps and guitars, so anytime you Did that wanted, make it into the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he learn? He learned how to play violin for for the movie, right? For yeah. Master and Commander, and he and Paul Bettany, did they actually uh, perform the songs that are in that movie? As as far as I know, I am going to say yes. Okay, uh -huh. but in my mind, I'm pretty sure probably no. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. As, as an actor, though, he is just like uh, I, I think second to none. Anytime I see him in a movie, I am just amazed with with any performance he's ever done. And, yeah. and you yeah. work with you work with some heavy hitters in in mm. you know the Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah. I can watch anything Russell does. I think he's brilliant. I just watched State of Play, you know, and it was like, ah, oh, you know, so, should I? Yeah, I'll, I'll, rent, I'll rent this. And I was just blown away at it. Because he's in it. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Everything right. he does. Who, who, do you, who do you like to, I mean, who would you like to work with? A, 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 make it a twofold question. What musician would you like to work with? What actor would you like to work with? I'm working that. with the greatest <laughs> musicians <laughs> in the world <laughs> alive today. There you go. We know the first That's three musicians yeah, yeah. you want to work with. Okay. After those guys. After that, Tom York would be good. Yeah. Happy birthday, Tom. Yeah. And uh, uh, acting-wise, I mean, all the guys from around here, you know, De Niro, Pacino, and, you know, I, I grew up with all Those that, dudes, you know. yeah, yeah. You know, that, that Some was... heavy dude. Imagine De, De Niro as a hobbit. That'd be awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How cool would that hobbit be? What's with that hobbit, man? Right. This guy's pissed off. Attitude, man. Dude's so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. How do we get him out of the Shire? He's pissed off. Hey, I, I've never been to Scotland, uh, but Kathy, you were talking about uh, you. You did the whole island. You were in uh, Ireland and I, then Scotland, and you said you loved yeah, Scotland. Scotland was one of, was my favorite place to go. Uh, Edinburgh was was my absolute favorite. We went to Glasgow as well. Um, but uh, what's the uh, the ubiquitous ubiquitous trip? Sure. Oh, yeah, right. that's great. Did right? you have a good dinner there? Yeah, we we did dinner there. It was like a cool little back alleyway with little Ashton like Ashton Lane. That's called. Yeah, that that was amazing. We're, yeah, we're going this year. Yeah, I, I, everyone you raved about it so much. Yeah. I mean, we definitely want to go oh, and check it out. Do it's great, and Glasgow's better than Edinburgh. Yeah, <laughs> so just got to give us some time. That's <laughs> so we, we were talking to uh, Colin uh, Ferguson. Yeah, he's another Glasgow yeah. boy. Yeah, and 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 loves it. Loves. I mean, he's he's moved over. He's become a, a citizen. You're, where's your your absolute residence remains? 
Uh, Scotland? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I spend a lot of time over here, especially in the, the West Coast now, but I still think of uh, Scotland as home, you right, know? Right, right. And that's where I go back to, yeah. Well, it's funny, Preston, after we had uh, Ferguson on, Preston was saying how cool the Scottish accent was, and, and obviously it rings true when you're on the microphone, Billy, but when you guys were talking off-air before the, we, we started the interview, <laughs> I couldn't understand a word you guys were saying to each <laughs> yeah, other, because it just, bit, yeah. yeah, it just goes in so thick. Well, there's the burr, so the, 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 the Scottish sort of an Irish, they both the have bro, a sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we can switch it on so you guys don't know what we're doing at any time. Groundskeeper Willie style. What? Groundskeeper Willie style. Yeah! I didn't even know what he said there. That was so full on. But see, the thing is, can can we do that? You know, we are so illiterate that we do it every day. I don't know. I mean, if there's... No, there's... Oh, because Oh, yeah. we talk I mean, maybe same. maybe like in South Philly or something like that. I, I, see if you can tell what, 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 what is this what you're going to play? Yeah. Hold Paul Carnappies. And he called Carnappies with all over Burke, that Burke. Well, who will come with the heat? Well, with the, with the bench. You got bench. Now, who plow moss down with the heat? Call Paul Percy did with these? Yeah, Cal Paul Harmon with these? Yeah, we could just talk like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We so don't that, know what the hell he's saying. Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie? <laughs> yeah, very, very close to that. What'll do? There, there's the big, the big star. Scottish star. That's right. He's Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> right? Uh, speaking of that, are you are you a big star in, in Scotland? I, unbelievable. Yeah. Honestly, I get carried around the streets. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, listen, uh, everybody in Philadelphia loves, loves rock. Do you guys the same way about Braveheart? Mate, love oh, yeah. Braveheart. Yeah. Apart from John's his accent. Yeah. Apart from Mel Gibson's accent. Oh, come on. Yeah, it, did, it, did, it didn't Tommy. ring. Yeah, he, yeah. he didn't nail it. I thought he nailed it. You think so? Yeah, I thought he nailed it. The film was great. It's a great film. Yeah, well, we're ready for storming the borders every time it comes on. Do you laugh at it? Love it. Broad and everything. I was reading that Billy, that you that you're a practitioner of Jeet Kune Do. Is that correct? Yeah. Although BJ is, is a lot better than me. Really, Jeet Kune Do, for those who don't know, is uh, Bruce uh, um, Bruce Lee's style that he created, his discipline. And mm. uh, not a lot of people uh, train in that style. No, that's true. There was um, just a couple of guys in Glasgow uh, got hooked into it, you know, and they started training and bringing people in. And me and BJ both kind of get into training it, and uh, cool. How long you been? How long you been uh, practicing on it? Oh, we for years. Although we don't do it as much now. Okay, know, since yeah. we're that's cool. It's 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 a it's a very yeah. esoteric uh, one to get involved with. Very yeah. cool. And uh, fencing great. as well. I fencing, too, which had yes, to, that had to uh, stolen goods. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> oh, well, listen. By the way, is there a is there? Do you guys keep a website up? Is there a Bee Cake website? John deals well, with all we, this. Well, uh, yeah, Sam the Twitterer, stroke MySpace guy. Okay. So we'll get uh, Twitter or MySpace so you can... Just um, do a search. Hey, on there you go. Look, getting some shot eye in Philadelphia. Four hours, if we have, we're lucky. Radio interview in the morning. See you at the Tin Angel tonight. Very uh, cool. That, that was done at 5 to 4 a.m. this morning. Not oh. bad. And uh, and I can completely understand it when it's written. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What uh, is, you want me to see it really fast? Is there a... Get yeah, some is, shot eye in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bee Cake, by the way? What is the... Uh, Oh, this actually came from Don Monaghan. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he was on holiday in Spain and uh, sending me a picture every day to make me, you know, jealous. He's in the sun and all that. Right. Yeah. And uh, one day he sent a picture because he'd gone into a bakery in uh, the south of Spain and there was a cake completely covered in bees that people were going in and still buying it. <laughs> so they would just knock the bees off and cut a slice. <laughs> 
And so he sent a picture of this. Yeah, and I yeah. Thought, it just looks so cool. Oh, you know, cake. Bee cake. There you go. Nice. And that's where it comes from. I love where band names come from. Now, see if, you, see if you found a slow big down, piece of... Down. Sorry, I'll slow down. <laughs> <laughs> see if you found a big piece of beef. Yeah. No, it would have been beef cake. Yeah. 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 See? <laughs> we would have had that. Yeah. Could have uh, been worse. All right, well, Cole, well, we're going to drag people in uh, uh, the direction of the Tin Angel tonight. And uh, do you know what time your uh, set starts? you know what time you're going on? I'm not sure. Yeah. I would guess. Nine, ten o'clock. Nine. Something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you can call the Tin Angel or uh, look them up on the web and uh, cool find little out room the schedule. Too. I heard yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The guys we were talking to in New York said it's just a great room. It's you're going to love it. so good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you for dropping off the CD. We'll be sure to spend some time with that, and uh, best of luck with the band and also your acting career. We appreciate Thank you. it. All right, no problem. Let's give some love to BK. Yeah. Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, I love Crash! 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, a California judge yesterday expunged Mel Gibson's drunk driving conviction from his record after he completed probation. Despite the good news, Gibson was devastated to learn that the judge would not and could not expunge Lethal Weapon 4 from his IMDb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Former Republican Congressman Tom DeLay on last night's Dancing with the Stars announcing that he must leave the competition due to his foot injuries. Said the Texas gentleman, quote, my biggest regret will not be having my daily Cheryl Burke boner. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then she's over as well. And finally, apparently the director of the movie Showgirls, Mark Vorlander, is in development uh, for a sequel called Showgirls 2, Story of Hope. Vorlander says the sequel will pick up right where the original left off with movie patrons using the edges of milk dud boxes <laughs> to gore out their own eyes. Oh. Hey. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a new one. Hit that again, please. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> That's a new old one. Yeah. What That's, is that from? That's from The Simpsons. That's uh, Bart got an earring, and that was me yeah. quoting it. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> but I do it gayer. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. I love that. That was pretty good. All right, we're going to do music news. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Music News. All right, and it is brought to you by uh, Video Games Live. The world of video game music live October 11th at the Kimmel Center featuring the music of the hottest video games on the planet. Tickets at KimmelCenter.org. It's delicious. <laughs> there we go. Sparkle, sparkle. Is that delicious. me? Yeah. Sparkle, sparkle. It's delicious. <laughs> Is that wow. me? Yeah, yeah. I did not it's know. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. All right, well, Guns N' Roses manager Irving Azoff has issued a statement regarding the lawsuit filed against the band who, uh, by two record companies, charging that Guns N' Roses used portions of two tracks by an electronic music artist in a song on their Chinese Democracy album. Azov said the band believed when the record came out and still believes that there are no unauthorized samples on the track. The snippets of ambient noise in question were provided by a member of the album's production team who has assured us that these few seconds of sound were obtained legitimately. <gasps> Artists uh, these days can't read the minds of those they collaborate with. Yeah, that's true. And therefore are unfortunately vulnerable to claims like this one. While the band uh, resents the implication that uh, they would uh, ever use another artist to work improperly and are assessing possible counterclaims, they are confident this situation will be satisfactory, satisfactorily resolved. 
Delicious. Uh, the lawsuit. It's delicious. Uh, the lawsuit filed last Friday by British label Independent uh, and the U.S. arm of the Domino Records company alleges that uh, guns use portions of the song Wherever You Are and Strangely Isolated Place by a German musician named Ulrich Schnauss. Yeah. In a track called Raiden the, the Bedunis. Raiden the Bedunis. <laughs> I came home late the other night, kind of hungry, so I raided the Bedunis. <laughs> Nothing in there. <laughs> what are you looking for? I had some uh, 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 Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I had a big bucket, but I don't know. I guess they I guess they all night. They're not four. I had some uh, root beer in the Badunas. <laughs> I may have been pronouncing that incorrectly. <laughs> I would say probably. Raid in the... Oh, <laughs> it's like Bedouins. Bed Bedouins. The Bedouins. The Bedouins. What's a Nomadic nomadic tribe. In the yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Africa. I like Bedounis. I like Bedounis better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go raid the Bedounis. There's in there. Bartle Dunis. Yeah. Uh, lawsuit. Raiding the Bedouins makes more sense. Yeah. Six uh, seeks one million dollars in damages. Uh, Fallout Boy bassist Pete Wentz, Badunas, uh, said in a uh, new interview that the world needs a break from the band, but did not definitely say whether uh, they would be just taking a hiatus or splitting up for good when asked about uh, doing a follow-up to their 2008 uh, eight album, uh, Folly Adieu. Wentz said, I think that there's nothing worse than when you're... Uh, when you like a band and you get their record and you can totally tell that their music is uninspired and they just felt like they had to uh, put out a record, we've been uh, grinding so much that we haven't had the time uh, to kind of figure out what we want to do creatively. So he's being kind of cryptic about it, but he's kind of indicating that maybe they're getting done. Okay. I'm not really 100% sure yeah. on that. And then finally, original Kiss drummer Peter Chris took to his personal website to reveal that over the last year he has battled breast cancer. Oh, Whoa! Man. It's uh, much more deadly in men. Yeah, now cancer-free, Chris wants to inform people about it and encourage men and women to get checked just in time for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, he writes, in 08, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, but with early detection, my great doctor, Alex Swistel, and staff, and the Lord above, who, is, who always looks over me, I am cancer-free today. Uh, Chris added, I wanted to let you know that men get it like women do. Don't be afraid to let someone know if you have a lump. Do the right thing for you and your loved ones and get it checked. Man or woman, there is no discrimination with breast, can breast cancer. Uh, we all don't have nine lives. And of course, he Because he's a cat. cat. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, so he played off that. Uh, but Kiss is in town next Monday. We gave him some tickets earlier, so I'm glad to hear that he is doing better. And by the way, Pierre, this is our final break. You are not... Uh, we don't have another one to go. We kind of ran behind a little bit today. We had a ridiculous amount of guests. So. Cool. Uh, let me see. We need to do the letter of the day. Letter of the day. Oh, crap. If I didn't you, get that ready for you. If you are ready at... Uh, yes, I'm ready. When Casey's ready. But we'll... um, speaking of Peter Chris, of course, it, although Kiss will be in town, he's not with them. Yes. Yep. Uh, marketing geniuses that they are, they have uh, continued dressing up some other guy in the in the cat makeup and some other guy in Ace Fraley's makeup. Yeah. All parts are replaceable in Kiss as long as the money keeps coming in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No question. I mean, for a while, they tried creating other characters like Eric Carr was a drummer and then uh, right the, the badger Vin, Vin, Vinnie Vincent was a character <laughs> the platypus oh, oh yeah badger or platypus I don't know what they were but they I'd they, like to be the platypus 
they came up with some different characters. Now they've gone back to the old ones. Yeah. And yeah. they just dress other people up like it. They're big fans of migratory animals. Uh, let's do the letter of the day. Here Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter today is O as in, oh my goodness. All right, and let's give away that trip on Friday. It is uh, Best Buy Musical Instruments and uh, Gibson present Wolf Mother Voodoo Experience in New Orleans over Halloween weekend. Includes travel hotel, the Lowa Lounge, VIP passes, meet and greet with Wolf Mother, and a new Gibson Les Paul studio guitar signed by the band. And the new CD, Cosmic Egg, is going to hit stores on October 27th. Quickly, uh, there are too many people, so we're not going to stop for applause for each one of these. All right. Uh, Tim Far Furlong for NBC10, thanks for coming by. GameX is coming up at uh, the, uh, the Expo Center in uh, Oaks. October 23rd through the 25th. Michael Barkan, always good to see him and uh, getting set for uh, playoff action today. Uh, Michael Jai White, Black Dynamite in theaters on uh, the 16th. And that looks like a really cool, fun movie. It does, yeah. And uh, Billy Boyd, who was awesome. Uh, we just spoke to him. His band, you know him as uh, Pippin from the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, his band, Bee Cake, is going to be at the Tin Age Old tonight. So uh, get out there and see him if you're up for some uh, cool live music tonight. Uh, Pierre, what's coming up today? Hey, sir. Well, we've got, uh, uh, we only have three more days of four of a kind today, tomorrow, and Friday. And that's twice a day at 11 and at 3 o'clock, uh, where you can. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time somebody tried to shut me up. <laughs> Particularly in, in radio executive world. But um, let's see, uh, last time uh, at 3 and. Uh, what the hell did I say? 11 and 3, that you can score uh, 500 bucks if you know the thematic uh, thing, four of a kind, uh, today, tomorrow, and Friday. Papa Roach and Jet Tickets. I've got Bob Dylan Tickets, who's yeah. playing at Temple on November 9th, and uh, some wicked uh, workforce blocks, including Pearl Jam and John Mellencamp for his birthday today. Cool, man. It'll be a trip, I'm sure. And uh, we got to thank our sponsors, uh, Valley of Fear, America's most horrifying haunted woods and original haunted hayride. More info at valleyoffear.com. And also Steven Singer Jewelers, the other corner of 8th and Walnut or IHateStevenSinger.com. And Littman Jewelers for an amazing selection of diamond engagement rings. Shop Littman Jewelers today. Uh, let me see. You know what? As we are leaving, I want to give away uh, a couple more passes to join us for the Night of Terror at Creamy Acres. My, yeah, a couple. How many can I give away, Marissa? Do you have any idea? I just have the one sheet in front of me here. So uh, we're going to do five callers right now. Tomorrow night is when that event is, and uh, we'll be out at uh, 7 o'clock, and you need to be there around 6.30 or so. So uh, give us a buzz, 215-263-WMMR, five callers. We will set you up tomorrow on the show. We're going to have uh, uh, Billy Gardell, uh, comedian, Helium Comedy Club. I assume yes, is where he's going to be. We'll be joining us. And Steve... Justin Guarini. Justin Guarini is coming by tomorrow. In studio morning. performance, my man. Wow. Recently married. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so we've, uh, we've mentioned him many times, and I'm looking forward to meeting him. We have that and more on, in store for tomorrow, so please join us. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Kendrick and Kylo on the postseason roster. Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.